shit. Oh, hey. <laughs> Welcome to the patch. This week brought to you by Fallout Shelter and Trunk Club. Turn that nice turn that hourglass. Very nice. Um, and then we ignore it. It's a, there they are. It's Trunk Club. Lessons. Fallout Shelter. Um, uh, I'm a believer, Ryan. VR is absolutely Welcome amazing. The, what? Wow, that, the vibe that is incredible. It bursts. Revolutionary. One what, of the greatest things I've building? ever experienced. What? Was it the Winky Whale? The Winky Whale is pretty cool. But what demo did you do? So th- th- I think when I went, uh, so I ran into uh, someone I know who works at Valve, and he was like, "You got to come see the vibe." And there was no way I wanted to see the vibe. I didn't give a, I didn't give a fuck about the Historically, vibe. Historically, you've not given a single fuck. I don't care. But the, it's a, it's like a friend of mine. He's like, "Oh, you know, you should come." He was like, "You should come see it." I was like, "Fine." Like I don't want to be rude to my friend. It's like he's working. I was like, "Yes, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go see it." I did him a huge favor. So, so I walked uh, walked over. If, if you had to have friends. one, working at Valve would be a good one to have. That is true. Yeah. I walked over. They're doing uh, Vibe demos at the Sheridan, which is right next door to the convention center uh, at PAX Prime. So I walk in, and it's it's like a 20-minute demo. You walk in, and you're in a room by yourself. The room is probably the size of the patch set, you know, from those walls over here. And if that wall was extended out here, you know, yeah, it's, a, it's a decent area. And um, the first thing they do is, you know, they hand you the goggles. You put them on. And so they handed me the goggles, and I was like, first of all, it's like my head's way bigger than the last person. I'm going to have to adjust this. I have to adjust it. And then I said, well, what do I do with my glasses? Do I need to take these off or something? And the woman giving the demo was like, no, no, it'll be fine. And I thought, yeah, right. You know, I put the Oculus on, and it's like all smushed up. Yeah. It was totally fine. It had no issue. I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, there's room. I could still see everything fine. I was focused. It didn't feel like my glasses were mushed up on my face or anything. Are you nearsighted or farsighted? I'm nearsighted. So... You taking your glasses off wouldn't actually be a problem. It, it is a huge is, problem. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because of the way the optics inside are set up, it's like you're looking at a distance. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. it's yeah, it's, it's awful. Other um, like technology, glasses no longer work for you. Exactly. So um, the guy got the, the headset on. Then she said, okay. You know, so I couldn't see anything at this point, obviously. She says, I'm going to put uh, headphones on you. So she you know, reaches up, puts headphones on me. So at this point, I can't hear her anymore because I just have you know, the audio from the headphones. So she has to talk to me via microphone. I'm like, okay. So I'm like looking around and she's like, what do you see? I said, I don't know. I'm in like a white room with black tiles. And she goes, okay, uh, do you see anything else? And I looked around. I was like, oh, I guess it looks like there's a strap on the floor or something. She says, okay, hold on. And then it like moves. And then suddenly there's like two controllers floating in front Uh of me. She goes, okay, do you see anything different? I said, yeah, there's uh, two controllers floating in front of me. She says, okay, go ahead and grab those. So I reached out and grabbed them. She said, you just grabbed something in the physical world you have not seen with your own eyes. You've only interacted with them via the virtual world. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I reached out exactly. Like, I knew exactly where they were. I grabbed them. There was no fumbling. It was like, and I they knew. they were actually controllers? I don't know what they are They're the, the lighthouse sticks. Yeah. So, it was two controllers. I never saw them. So, and every okay. time I was using them in game, like, they were slightly different. Because the way you see them depends on what you're doing. Right. Um, so I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. That's a cool way to start the demo. And they've, uh, I've seen demos where people will throw them from person to person, and they'll be able to catch it with the, the goggles on. So it's, so it's that accurately represented that you can actually toss things back yeah. and forth. That's awesome. Do you guys want to form an in-game juggling <laughs> <laughs> um, So then I started worrying about the walls, and I was, like, I was like, as if on cue, she says, don't worry. If you start getting too close to the walls, you know, the beacons will detect, and you'll see like a grid. And sure enough, if I walk close to a wall, I'd see like lines. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. So I know, you know, where not to go. Well, let me ask, how did they do the cable management with that? It was, was it run up to the cables else? came out of the top and then down my back and then they were run along the floor. So, so a couple of times as I was walking around, like I would feel it and I would just have to know to move it over my leg. So basically, this isn't a thing that anyone can actually use in a space they own. Unless you have an empty room. 
Yeah, you do need an open area. I, I, I have so, no idea what the minimum space requirement is. A lot of garages are about to get repurposed, is what you're saying. <laughs> cool. Or spare bedrooms or whatever, yeah. yeah. Who needs an office when you could have a VR room? Um, or a VR office. That's right. You can have whatever room Today, you want. My office is on the moon. <laughs> so then she asks me, you know, which, which do I prefer, uh, Portal or Dota? And I said Portal. She goes, okay. And then uh, we start the demo, and the first one is you're standing on the deck of a sunken ship. You're, like, at the bottom of the ocean, and there's fish everywhere, and you can, like, look around, and, like, the currents are moving, like, parts of the boat, and um, then, like, this giant blue whale comes by and, like, looks at you real close and, and winks. winks. <laughs> yes, that's the important part. But the whole thing was cool. A lot of experiences I've had with other VR headsets, I feel nauseous. I feel like it's kind of jittery, and my, my brain's not quite processing it right. I don't know if it's because I was able to move around or if the refresh rate is different or what, but I never felt, like, nauseous at all. Here's a weird question. Is there a hint of a nose in it? I did not notice. Because I, um, I remember reading that a lot of people were getting motion sick with VR, and then developers started putting, like, just almost like the blur of a nose right down here, hmm. and that fixed it for a lot of people because they felt like they were at least... In a, in a head. I, I did not see it, but I wasn't looking for it. I feel like your issue, though, was we when we first got the DK2, uh, one, we were running it off a laptop, which at the time was a big no-no. Even though it was a really powerful laptop, there was just issues with mm-hmm. running on a laptop. And we were just doing the, dem- the room scale mm-hmm. uh, demo, the room desk demo, which came with it. Uh, and we tried, like, one other thing that barely worked. And I don't know that you've played with it a lot I since used it then. on your computer. We did the we roller did. coaster. We did the giant women squishing us. Yes, and uh, we did uh, the yeah, kind of Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and we did Millennium Falcon. The uh, Millennium Falcon I like a lot. And the, the roller coaster I think I had a problem with because mm-hmm. you thought we'd all get kind of, like, sick on it, and we didn't, and it's because we were doing something wrong. We were in the back car, maybe? Well, the part of it was, one, you guys were sitting one seat behind, like we were not in the front row of the roller coaster, and two, uh, if you don't, if you just sit there and just passively kind of let it do its thing, I think it doesn't have as much effect as if you kind of... Lean with it. Go ahead and lean with it a little bit. Okay. Can, can I just want to ask Control Room, if you, can you guys check Ashley and Ryan's mic? I'm seeing a lot of reports that they're they're really quiet. Thank you. Uh, sorry. I'm, hi. We'll just talk hi. really, really... Hi. Well, he'll talk really quiet and whispery. I'll talk really loud. But I'm talking so, into it, so... Um, so then, you know, so I've done a few uh, things on the Oculus. And, I think it's, it's much better now than it was when you... I should you try it again. Things. Especially they've recently updated the way that the Oculus interacts with the computer. It used to be they had kind of like this extended mode, which was like an extra monitor, and then a direct mode. Now they have direct driver mode, which is more directly pathed from the GPU to the uh, HMD for Oculus, or I think it works the same way with Vive. But uh, that I found mm. much less judder, much more stable. Uh, the looking around yeah, the, the, is really smooth. Yeah, the experience, and that was one of the things that really struck me. Is I felt like when I'd used Oculus previously, like looking around, there was the, you know, there was occasionally, yeah, it would pick up. And this, like on in the underwater, when I was on the deck, I intentionally like tried to spin around as fast as I could, you know, rapidly look, you know, opposite directions, and it was always like really smooth. Then once that concluded, once the whale winked at me and then swam off, then the next demo was like a three dimensional like painting. I guess you know you could draw different colors, uh, and you could also use different brushes. Important question, what did you draw? Uh, so I can't draw. So I just drew, like, I just tried out the different brushes. So, like, one of the brushes, for example, was snow, was snowflakes. So you could paint snowflakes up here, and then it would drop whatever colored snowflakes you had painted slowly below that. Okay, that's cool. super yeah. cool. Uh, there was also uh, rainbow, 
Um, God, what, there was another kind of cool one similar to Snowflakes. It might have been Fire. I don't remember. There was something like that. Yeah. And uh, so you can just do all these brushes. And, you, you know, so you could draw like a circle and put your hand through it or, you know, draw, try to draw like a three-dimensional shape. But that's really weird. I don't know. I'm not, it's not like, kind of like a spiral. It, or Was right. it dependent on – so if you were – you had to be very mindful of where your arm went, I guess, like depth as well as right. shape. Right, because okay. it's drawing at the length from you, Correct. That, like in the air. Right. Were there triggers on the, the controllers that were yes. used to actually lay so it out? Okay. You would, uh, the left controller was like where your palette was. So you could choose colors and brushes and things like that. Then the right controller was how you, you know, you'd pull a trigger and you'd draw. And then, yeah, you're right. It's, it's unusual to think to draw in that third dimension. So the first thing I did was like a circle. And I was like, wait, I should be doing... Like spirals, you know, and then it's exactly like you said. Then it's, I start working with that depth, trying to figure that out. Did you at any point see anything text? Text? Um, yes. Yes. The how final, the how final legible demo, was it? And I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. So um, the, then the, I was actually in the paint demo very a very short amount of time. The woman must have gotten frustrated watching me draw stickmen. <laughs> um, how sharp was it? Like, what is your feeling on the resolution? I felt like it was really sharp. I mean, it was it was really, really clear. I, I have no way to really quantify it. I mean, I felt like I couldn't see individual pixels. So, you, so, it, so it felt pretty real. Right. Yeah. I mean, aside from standing Real-ish. on an underwater ship. That was wow. a, the, one of the main things that kind of bugs me in using the DK2 in any sort of length of time is that there's definitely sort of a crosshatch uh, effect of... of uh, you can see them. Well, DK2 is 720p, though, right? No, and it's 1080. It's 1080? Okay. But it's it's 1920 by 1080, which whereas the newer ones, uh, I think, are higher than that. It's I like 1920 so. by 12, uh, 1200. I believe so. Yeah, the, um, yeah it's the, the resolution is for the Oculus Rift is 2160 by 1200, so it's 1080 by 1200 per eye. Yeah. Um, third demo was, it was uh, like, telling airplanes how to land so it's perfect for me uh, <laughs> so it's like you're looking at an island with an airport on it and then there's planes flying over and you basically click on them and then create flight oh plans. it's an airla- air- airplane exactly yeah. yeah and then you create uh flight paths for them in then, three dimensions right did you wow. at any point have to like log the paperwork <laughs> no paperwork i'm sure lucas pope is uh hard at work on that uh on that game uh, but then, like, if an emergency happened on the ground, like if there was a fire, you could, you know, zoom into it to where you were on the ground and you holding, like, a fire extinguisher or a water hose oh, and awesome. putting the fire out. Then you would zoom back out to you third know, person. I can see the, the VR being really awesome for the next generation of, like, almost like a, a new coming of God games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine, like, a, like a black and white or a popular or something like that? Or that but shitty game where you play actually, Game Club? No, how about we Go, don't imagine no. that one? From dust. Called? From dust. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Let's let's not. Uh, but let's do some other ones, like some really cool god games that you can just zoom around the world. And then think about you can paint your giant monkey. What? Well, huh? Black and white, dude. Black paint, and white. Paint your giant monkey. No, you know you can pet it. Did remember oh, in black pet and white? Your giant monkey. I didn't have a giant monkey. I had like What'd the giant get? wolf guy. I got. I tried the monkey. I tried the cow. I tried. I didn't like the wolf because he was a little bit aggressive. I <laughs> tried the cheetah. Now that was totally sweet. But I am a cat person. <laughs> Um, and so while I was, I'm going to get, I'm going to talk about me again. While I was, uh, <laughs> doing this airplane landing at first, I like, I was working on it. Then in my head, I was like, God, some of these planes are really hard to reach. They're so far away. And I realized that physically I didn't want to step through the Island. Like subconsciously mm-hmm. I was treating it like a barrier. Then I had to consciously think like, no, wait, it becomes solid. Right. It's like, that's not actually there. I can walk through the Island. And then, so I started walking through the Island, but that was, that was really like. Uh, a moment of clarity for me to re- to think like 
even though I wasn't consciously thinking about it, I was intentionally not trying to bump into this cartoon island with a with an airport on it. So I thought that was that was pretty neat. Uh, so I did that for a while, and then the final demo was a portal demo, which I guess why she asked. I, I, so I don't know what the Dota one was, but in the portal one, I guess it's your orientation as a robot repair robot. Yeah. Except you're a human, and that's part of the cool gag. So there was text in this one, like some of the aperture flavor text, style text, and it all looked fine. It looked like it was pretty what, sharp, yeah. what you would see if you were playing Portal 2. You know, like wow, all, okay. all the text is fine. It's just there. It's in that style. Um, so you was it like real big i mean did was there any fine print that you had to look at it was all small like there was nothing mm-hmm. huge that you had to read but there was like mm-hmm. a poster on the wall and you know you would you pulled a drawer out and there was stuff labeled uh-huh. in there you know it's, i can see it being really cool if they have like text projected in the air like in the mm-hmm. space around you that'd be totally sweet so along those veins um a broken robot comes in uh like one of the the eye robots from portal 2 multiplayer yeah and you have to repair it so you like release some latches on it and like the whole thing like expands like a like a blow up diagram and then like all these little menus start coming out explaining what all of the different parts are and you're just like and there is video of that out there by yeah. the way if and you go like, looking for it take your time you have 30 seconds to and it's like this long series of instructions obviously you fail the glados take your comes time down. take your time here's the tight deadline <laughs> yeah then it fucks up of course everything gets destroyed and glados comes down and like I felt like for the first time sitting or standing there doing that demonstration, like you get a different appreciation for the scope and the size of GLaDOS. Like when you play Portal, you're like, oh, yeah, GLaDOS is big. But when you're actually like standing there and it's like her head is like right in front of you. How big is she? Her head was probably like that. Maybe big. I, can't, I can't even do it like like that, maybe. And then her, but her body was massive. Her body was bigger than our light bank. You know, it was Whoa. just like huge. I was like, man, she's really big did you give her a kiss no she she, <laughs> she destroyed me <laughs> oh, uh but it was sweet. really neat it was it was really really cool demo all in all it was about a 20 minute demo yeah scale is a really weird thing uh I've, I've noticed going from a game where you can see it in 2d versus putting on the oculus especially like uh now they have with direct mode that uh, oculus runs in it actually gives you a 2d screen running on the on your regular monitor and then it's doing the stereoscopic mm. in your uh oculus so, which is great for people that want to record, because then you can actually have the 2D thing, because Oculus looks not great when you're trying to project it into a YouTube video. But the scale of things, we I was playing Lunar Flight, which is, a, it's basically just like an upgraded version of that old 2D, like, Lunar Lander thing. Yeah, where you um, use, like, jets to, like, Yeah, where you have to manage, yeah. you know, just fuel and land on the things. Uh, and the look of it on the screen versus through the Oculus is totally different. It looks so much smaller in it. Than it does on the screen, hmm. so the the scale of thing. It's, it had the same experience when I played uh, Alien Isolation with the Oculus, ah. where the ship gets really small and claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. And some of that I think is set based on uh, you can input things like how tall you are into the setup, which I think I'm pretty sure uh, Alien Isolation doesn't take into account. But mm-hmm. some games will adjust your camera height based on that, which has a lot to do with scale. But. Sure. Yeah, you, so. you know what I could actually see working really well for Dota for. VR is if you're spectating a match. That'd be cool. And you can just go into the world and you can see it all happening and float around and see whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. There now, are some in, games. Zoom out. Uh, it's it's like a third. Per- oh, God, I have to look it up. But uh, there's a game that is basically like a tabletop shooter where you're uh-huh. a third person kind of shooter. Is it that Oculus. You- that is, that works with the Oculus, and yeah, that's the thing is you can just like walk around the board while you're controlling your little guy running across. Um, so it's very similar to what you're saying. Is it Tabletop Simulator? No, it's okay. not like Tabletop. I forget the name of it. I, I, okay. I think, um, so I think that um, Flight Airport Simulator mm-hmm. that I played, I think that was a demo for an actual 
full game that's going to be released on the Vive. Because when I left the demo, there were like little cards like, oh, great. Coming out at launch of Vive. That sounds that sounds pretty definitive. Like yeah. it's a real game. The then. name of the game that I forgot. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Flight something. Um, but yeah, it was neat. It was neat. I, 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 I loved it's it. It won you over. It, it won me over. Speaking of which. Uh, the problem is, okay, that one. Yeah? Okay. So um, here's my problem. This was a control environment. There was no fear of getting punched in the dick. What? Why is that I, a fear why are you in your house? Getting punched in the dick? If you put a headset on your face in the Achievement Hunter office, how long? Well, would you God, get no, I would never dick? do it in the Achievement. Right. <laughs> so it's like if, if it's a controlled environment and you're safe, totally worth it. I would never put that on my head here uh, at the at the company. Well, that's just because Achievement yeah. Hunters are assholes. No, it, <laughs> there are places where it would be appropriate here, but yeah, probably. I would lock the door. Just do it in the in the Let's Play room or yeah. something like that. <laughs> have to install a lock on that door or something. Someone's going to sneak Don't in. Don't we have a lock? I think it locks from the outside. Uh, I got locked does, in yeah. that room once. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Good thing there's no ceiling. And there's a giant hole that just goes into your office. Also, yeah. there I is just, a window. I just shouted for Barbara. <laughs> Barbara, help. Barbara. Come lock, I'm let stuck. me know. Uh, here, I'm going to read this. Yeah. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Vault Tech Industries and their newest vault building simulation, Fallout Shelter. The number one hit mobile game is available now for free on the App Store and Google Play. Thanks again to our partners at Vault Tech, engineers of the number one hit mobile game Fallout Shelter. Fallout Shelter puts you in control of a state-of-the-art underground vault. Build the perfect vault, keep your dwellers happy, and protect them from the dangers of the wasteland. Fallout Shelter is available now. <laughs> Fallout Shelter is available now for free from the App Store and uh, is available for Android. For more information, visit FalloutShelter.com. Apparently, with this most recent release when they came out in Android, they have Mr. Handy now as a new reward. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have Deathclaw attacks, which they did not have before. Which suck. Uh, mole rat infestations and didn't vault optimizations have? and improvements. They came out the, the patch that added all that stuff came out about the same time that the Android version was released. I think it was okay, the same day. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'm really happy that it's out on Android now, so that mm-hmm. everyone Me can too. experience it because it's <laughs> all right. <laughs> I had to catch up. Yeah. It's... But you like it? I do. Yeah. And the ex- those Deathclaw attacks do suck, though. It's just like my my entire vault is at this point. Wearing some form of armor and armed, but it's just like, oh god, for the love of it's just, it, that'll really ruin your day, right? Having death claws show up and ransack your well, vault. It's been a little while since I've played the game. Do the death claws come in the front door? Yeah. Okay. You know what I did for that was I basically gave all of my people in the one room closest. It happened to be a diner, so I gave all my waiters and waitresses like the crazy guns, like anything that was like twenty damage or above. I haven't gotten a single twenty damage or above weapon. Really. I yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe you spend a lot of time in the wasteland. I've I've had people out almost constantly. Have you bought any lunch boxes? No, I didn't buy any lunch boxes. I totally bought lunch boxes. You got to let them out for a long time too. Yeah, really? if you yeah. can you can get them, you can build up their endurance and then that way they can stay out longer. You can build out their luck, which means that they then find better stuff. So if you max those out and send them out with really good gear, they can stay out for 24 hours or more. Oh yeah, I, then, I sent them out for like Days. Yeah, and then it just it takes them a while to come back, but they get loaded up with stuff. Yeah, they always uh, lately. I whenever I send them out, I get a bunch of like pistols and things back. But yeah, I think I did notice at, when I sent out people with higher luck that they started to come back with better stuff. But I just didn't have one that had high luck and high other stats. You guys train them. I've been training yeah. them. Yes, yeah. I've been running them through the rooms. Soon I will have my perfect wastelander. Yep. Someday. It's fun. It's a good game. Yeah. Um. So. I think so. This is one of those weeks where there's tons of stuff going on. Yeah, by the way, I wanted to mention before we get off of Oculus that uh, Epic just released a free demo for uh, DK2, Vive, and uh, Rift. 
So if you have one of those platforms, go check it out. Like a Lin Engine demo? Uh, I'm not. I'm not even. I don't know much about it. I haven't a chance to look at it because it just got released today. Um, it's using Unreal Engine. Yeah, it's a it's an engine demo. So mm-hmm. it's Unreal Engine virtual reality demo. Yeah, my optometrist just texted me to say they're closing early today. Did, did I don't you have, have a an fucking appointment. appointment. What Look, does it matter? Guys, they want you to know that if you found yourself in the throes of an optomic emergency, they would not be there for you. They also, it's telling me they're closing in 38 minutes from Is now. Is optomic a word? I don't know. Optum- optometric? Optometric sounds better. Maybe they, look, maybe they just think that over-communication is better than under-communication. <laughs> it's not. How about optometric? <laughs> You're wrong about uh, optometric. <laughs> it, it, it really isn't. Optometric, maybe? Um, so that's cool. That uh, is cool. A demo. So you, you've changed sides. I've changed sides for the so Vive. Maybe we, this will be my gateway. One? When are we getting a Vive, huh? We gotta register. We gotta sign up for one. I did. You did. They're, they're releasing. They're doing a limited release for this holiday, and then they're doing a wider release at the beginning of next year. Right? Yeah, I think they said by March that they would be in full. I signed up for a developer edition because so I feel like I have 360 video. We have game development here that's running in uh, Unity. I think so. We could potentially turn that into a vr time yeah maybe um just i'm just get back to me vive so vive is a wide release q1 of next year so Mm -hmm. oculus is also q1 of next year checking on project morpheus Morpheus, i think is first half of next year first half of next year and then isn't there is there one other one that was like going to beat everything else to market yeah project morpheus also q1 of 2016 so it's like they're all coming at once well gear vr is already out Uh, but that is just a samsung slapped into a uh, kind of custom holder. Basically. That's the one that the uh, Oculus guy made a whole bunch of shitty comments about. Like someone's going to rush something to market, and then it's going to make everything else look bad. But that's an Oculus product. Yeah, I said Oculus worked on that. Yeah, that's the the uh, there's that great game that I really want to play. That they don't have anything out for the the Oculus yet. But the uh, keep talking, and no one explodes. That is only available on the Oculus storefront, which is a Gear VR market. Look, no one said he makes a lot of sense. <laughs> he just said it. All right. Yeah. That's uh, so. This, this it's my gateway. We'll see if I come around to other other VR solutions. I want a whale to wink at me. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, tons of stuff this week. I cannot believe how packed this week is. There was, I mean, there was the whole Jimmy Kimmel thing that happened. Oh, Jimmy was, Kimmel! Can you say? Can I just say I watched that video? So for I guess those who aren't aware, Jimmy Kimmel released a, a short video lampooning the release of the YouTube gaming site, which is another good thing we can talk about. Uh, He's confused about why people would watch other people play games. And I watched the clip, and it's not that bad. He That's what he does. He not, makes fun of stuff. Right. Yeah. He's not really a gamer. He knows that. It's, he he was saying it makes him feel old. He doesn't get why people would do that. But at no point is he like, oh, my God, these people are just, like, utter losers. He lampoons a little bit, like, making fun of Third Watch, and, like, you can watch someone who's watching someone play a game. I thought that was hilarious. But... Wow, the blowback from the gaming community on that. People took it really seriously. <sighs> Look, you got to take blowback with a grain of salt when it comes to the internet. Because internet is always loudest when it's angriest. But it's still, I mean, he, when he's talking about the kind of likes and dislikes, he got, oh, I got like 1,500. Or, you know, it was, like, it was like, like 52,000 dislikes. It was not 52,000. It was like four or 5,000. Really? There's uh, way more than that. I'm looking it up. All right, yeah, look it up. Because I, <clears throat> I looked at it this morning. I saw the likes to dislikes. I was like... Oh, really? Like, we had way worse than that on the video before. Um, it was not, like, a shockingly high number to me. 
And it still had some likes. It was like less than a thousand. But so here it is. It has six thousand likes and ninety-eight thousand dislikes. Ninety-eight thousand. So it is possible. Wow. It is indeed. Yeah. The internet rallies fast against things it's not happy about, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there weren't more people that appreciated it. There was another video that came very close on the dislike ratio thing recently, and that was the Deus Ex pre-order video. So they've announced this weird tiered pre-order system where, depending on how many people pre-order, it'll unlock tier one, and everyone can choose a tier one reward. If more people pre-order, it opens up tier two, and everyone can get a tier one and tier two reward. Which is not new. no, it's not. It's been done before, but mm-hmm. there seems to be an increasing movement against pre-ordering because gamers feel that it's... it encourages developers to put out games that aren't finished because, fuck it, they've got your money. Why do they care? This right. is the first I'm hearing of this, and I'm irrationally angry now. So <laughs> This sounds us. so fucking dumb. Tell us how you feel, Gus. Uh, so how there's no accountability for how many people actually pre-order. You're depending on them. To give you the numbers. You sure are. It's like, so wh- how does that work? Wait, what do you mean? So I mean, it's, it's a digital thing, right? It's the honor system. Right, but you don't know. Like, oh, man, if only five more people had uh, pre-ordered, you would have gotten it. But you, but we don't fucking know how many people they're pre-ordered just, They're going to lie about Right, of course numbers. they'll lie. Why would they? Well, because So they'd have to do less work. It's less effort. But they also That's don't so want... That's so cynical. They yeah, but also, I guarantee you it's true. There's a balance no. to strike there, though, because they also don't want people thinking the game is a flop and that no one's pre-ordering it. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Pre-orders don't matter. It matters how many copies you fucking sell. Pre-orders, you're right. They don't matter. But stores tend to order copies oh, oh. in total based on the number of pre-orders, which is a you stupid know what? system. We're in, in a digital world. Yeah. Who cares? Fuck stores. Yeah. I download shit direct, direct to my console. I don't I would, give a fuck what a store pre-orders. I would love to know what percentage of games these days are downloaded digitally. We wouldn't know because no one tells us. Right. Again, no accountability. The other thing, though, is accountability for sales will also go away once everything goes digital. Like, we have no idea how many digital copies are sold of something unless the developer or publisher themselves tell us. Right. At least with retail games, that stuff is tracked by third parties. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for a lot of games now... You can't just check a chart because that doesn't give you a full picture. Right. And that's going to become increasingly the case. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think I've purchased a physical copy of a game for PS4 or Xbox One. I did at launch because I was a fucking idiot. Well, but- let me ask you then. Does that metric matter? Like How many titles or how many units sold for a game? Does that, do you think that reflects directly on the quality of the game? Or is no. it just, yeah. So it's, just, it's just about them so recouping why is that their metric co- relevant it's just anything. Recouping because, their right, cost. How do we yeah. decide who won unless right. we have those numbers? That's all that We're matters. We're gamers. Someone's got to win. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, like, you're, it you're, really you're right. Doesn't I, I, don't, no. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. As long as people who make good games can continue to make good games, you know, if people buy this stuff, I'm happy. Yeah, a lot. For me, that's what it comes down to a lot of times is if there's a game that I liked, I l- enjoy seeing. It sell a lot of copies because that makes me reasonably comfortable that we'll get another one like that. That just makes it feel like you don't have to go out and do the work yourself. You don't have to be boots on the ground. All it's saying is you don't have to try to make that game successful. I, I, I Sometimes don't you do. Where's your dedication, Ashley? Why aren't you out there telling your friends about it, huh? We do, that's what we that's do what here. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a game club right after this. You We're going to Im- talk some more. You imply that we have friends. It's, oh, okay. Well, I can't back up that one. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, but no, I don't. That's this is not like a new thing. They've done tiered pre-order things wh- before. Wh- wh- well, wh- I don't what's another, example, what's, what's another example of a tiered pre-order that's, that's not a Kickstarter? Me, I don't. I'm looking I've for Never one. heard of this. Let me look that up. That's it's, not crowdfunding. It once last year. Yeah, I, I, I can't I, remember what game it is off the top of my head, but I'm going to try and look it up. I know there's. I have been nothing a, against the game, by the way. I love Deus Ex. I love the Deus Ex franchise. Like I said, this is the first I heard of it. I mean, the GTA had kind of a tier thing where it was like. Uh, pre-order buy dates, I think. Like if you did, that, yeah, that's common. I mean, that I've heard of. And lots of times, you you get stuff. That, what they'll normally do is you'll get stuff for pre-ordering, and then day one, all that stuff's mm-hmm. gone. Like you don't, there's no chance to get it anymore. Plus, I I don't think the rewards were like. Oh, you get Tomb Raider sixty percent. There we go. Tomb Raider on Steam. There we go. It's not like you get sixty percent more game if they you know meet their tiers. It's like oh, I think the the biggest one, the the max tier was just oh, you get the game four days earlier. That mm. was there was a bonus in game mission for one of the tiers. Was there? Mm-hmm. What well, that'll still come out. It doesn't matter. They're gonna the tier system it. in what? They might just make you pay for it instead. Yeah, Tales of something Wisteria. Tales of Visteria. I've never heard of that game. Well, that's why no one Zest- blew up against it. <laughs> Tales of Zestiria. Yeah, that's what he's saying. There we go. Okay. Yeah. It's no. with a Z, not a V. I don't know. Because there's, there's Tales of Vestria, I think, or something of Vestria, mm. and then there's Tales of Zestiria. There's so many games I've never heard of. Um, it's what, I mean, what it all comes down to, though, is you can see how this was like, oh, this would be kind of a cool bonus idea, like if people get into it oh, and then Tales just of the, Vesperia, as opposed to Vesperia. Tales of Zestiria. I think you said Zestiria. So no one's okay. heard of it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's okay. It's, it's coming out this holiday. Zestiria is. But did it get enough pre-orders to meet its tiers? <laughs> did it meet its tier stereos? T- oh. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, I don't like it. I'm not, I'm not a fan. But um, who, who was it? But that the... video also, it was, I, I'm going to look this up. Was it worse it was than Jimmy it, Kimmel? No, but it approached it in terms of just ire. Because that one, I think, happened yesterday or the day before. Look, Eidos did tweet that they were working on getting uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution added to the backwards compatible list for Xbox One. Yeah, I saw that. So, so I am happy about that. That was a great game. I that really was, liked it was game a really good game. I played it way late on like a Steam sale or something. Mm. But, uh, but as far as Jimmy Kimmel... Uh, oh, no, this one was just North America. As someone who occasionally makes jokes about something of which I have absolutely no hard evidence or information about... Here we go. Sometimes you just got to make jokes, all right? 300... Uh, 300 thumbs ups and 25,900 thumbs down. I think that's a way worse ratio. That's pretty bad. That's a pretty telling ratio. There's like a one blue mm-hmm. pixel right <laughs> on the side and that's all you get. Look, comedy's a dangerous game. You play it close that's to the crazy. wire a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of dislikes. Mm-hmm. But I, I like that. Can I like the dislike? Okay, yeah, I like the dislikes. <laughs> there should be a separate bar on. underneath it that says how you like the like bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there can be a like for the like of the like of the like bar. Have, have and you, now we're in Jimmy Kimmel territory. Have you Tied ever seen, there's a, there's a clip on YouTube of the neutral planet from Futurama uh-huh. yes. that got uploaded like five years ago, and it's still dead even. Have they kept it even? Likes? Yeah, it's, it's, nice. it's always within five or ten. It's keeps Do you think being... people just sign up accounts, just make new accounts specifically to keep that balance alive? Right, or go in and like just change yours across to we should start like a like strike team like, like see if we can team. see if we can unbalance the neutral planet <laughs> but then the knights of dislike will rise to fight you <laughs> <laughs> look without conflict there's no enjoyment we've got to push this i tell that to the mm-hmm. neutral planet there's no conflict there well that's kind of their thing it's true they don't feel strongly about it either way either way um so yeah that jimmy kimmel thing was crazy you know whatever i he that's what he does. He makes jokes about stuff. Yeah. And I mean, people gamers, get... As we can take ourselves a little bit seriously sometimes. sometimes. But in the end, 
We like video games. Yeah, if, if at it's the end awesome, of the day. And it doesn't matter. Jimmy Kimmel is unaware unaware of what I do for a living. Uh, all right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine with it. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, who cares? Television's <laughs> dead. Television's dying. So, I mean, who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> fuck you, Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> no, it's more like, who cares? I mean, just whatever. We don't even care about you, Jimmy. You hear that? We don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be busy watching other people play games. Suck it, Kimmel. Especially because there's so much to watch I, now. I yeah. had a chance to, while I was up in Seattle also, I finally had a chance to hold one of those new Microsoft Elite controllers for the Xbox One, like the, one, the modular the one ones. The the on the back? Yeah. How do you feel about that? It's really cool. I don't know. I don't think it's one hundred and fifty dollars. Cool, but it's really cool. Well, you know, they just announced the new uh, the new Xbox One Elite, yes, and that comes with an Elite controller, of course, it and does. a terabyte console instead yeah, of a five hundred gigabyte solid state hybrid drive. Yes. So there's like it's not the first terabyte Xbox One. Correct. There's a couple of other special editions that already have that, so that's not. I Which, guess it's a little nice in that it's a solid state hybrid. I think it's the first time it has that, so I think it's a so. little bit faster to load. But really, the difference seems to be in the controller. Because yeah. it's $150 more than just a console. Yeah, I kind of wish they'd gone further, too. Cause a, more a than one a terabyte? terabyte? Yeah, I mean, I've got a two terabyte plugged into my one at home. My one, my console here has a one terabyte plugged into it, and it's full. Mm. Granted, I mean, we're kind of a unique situation, but you don't really, if you move to a more digital library, you don't want to constantly be uninstalling and installing things. And Especially two terabytes. Given the size of games and the size of downloads yeah. you have to be able to Well, support. when you've got very fast internet, it doesn't really It's matter. true. That does help. But that's also limited on the uh, Microsoft side. True. Your download rate is still being metered on their end. Um, but uh, two terabytes so far has given me a lot of room to... A lot of elbow room. I've well, got a lot of games installed, and I don't feel the the squeeze yeah, like I've one got, terabyte here. I've got a five hundred gig console, and I'm I've, game management is a thing. Yeah. So yeah. I like it's like have I when's the, you know, I'll have to look at my list of stuff and stuff. And be like, when's the last time I played that? Can I get rid of it? Okay, I can get rid of it. Yeah, we plugged in a two terabyte hard drive as well, and now we don't have to think about it. One terabyte at least triple triples the effective hard drive space you have. Yes. It only doubles it. But you only have access to like 360 gigabytes of the 500 gigabyte drive by default because the rest is reserved for the operating system and a bunch of other stuff. Mm -hmm. So it kind of triples it, which is a huge help because, yeah, you have to delete every couple of games. One terabyte is a good start. But if you want more than that, keep in mind that if you're feeling brave, you can replace the drive yourself. It's not easy. You're not supposed to do it. That's pretty brave. But you can do it. Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. No. Honestly, it's easier to just plug one in. Well, I haven't had any problems with that. What was the, well, There was some news uh, week or, uh, it was a couple weeks ago where Microsoft was re- releasing tools to shut down consoles. Well, hardware that was running non-authorized. Yeah, really? they did, no, yeah, they did say that. That was, it was the more whole of a like, Windows, Windows 10, 10 release, thing. Release, it, but... it was picked up as part of a, a change. It was picked up and, and related to Windows 10, but nowhere in it did it say Windows 10. And Windows 10 also wasn't included in the services list. It's just that it was very much interpreted that way because yeah. I think people found it in Windows 10. But Which it was more no of a Microsoft services yeah. across the board. So it was Xbox Live and all sorts of stuff. So they could shut down. If they wanted to, consoles that have been modded to run and just don't just pirated get a, games. Really, I mean, the we've got. I think I bought like a Turo is the brand uh, external USB three hard drive. It was two terabytes. It was less than a hundred bucks, and that's fine. Like I've had no issues with that. It's way easier to do that and just plug it in the back than to open up your console and try and swap that out. Uh, the other thing is uh, solid state hybrid drives. They're great for. Uh, I mean, the only benefit really to the SSD built into it is that it 
it can cache things. Yeah. So if you play something a lot, it can cache that to the, the solid state part of the drive and draw on that faster. Uh, but the with load times, it's, I think what it's I, gonna be a little bit better. What I read, the big selling point is the bulk of the caching will be used on operating system functions. So waking uh, up from power save mode, it will be twenty uh, percent faster. That's interesting. So I mean, it's just basically your it's your boot up time that you're going to be saving. On. I don't yeah. really notice boot up time in the first place. I do. Well, do you hard power off your Xbox? Because no, I mean, yeah. just coming back power from, save. from power save is not long. It's I, well, I normally, yeah, I guess I have mine hooked up to my TV. So, like, what will happen is I'll power it up. It goes through its sequence. Then my cable box realizes, oh, shit, I need to be outputting video. Then it takes a while to turn on. And then it's mm. like, oh, boop, there it is. So, for me, it's like. If there's, if there's one thing that irritates me about the announcement of the Elite, it's that the Halo 5 edition is not it. That's true. Yeah, the they really should have done that. The edition is just a normal one. It seems like it's beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous. It's such a pretty console. And it's going to look like meh yeah. it doesn't come with an elite controller it's mm. just a normal one it's not gonna have the bigger hard drive but it's supposed to be this flagship just like holy grail of consoles because it looks awesome the- and really let's be honest that's what's important is that my console looks totally sweet. <laughs> they're also re- they're, they're, microsoft's going kind of crazy releasing a lot of custom controllers now like, yeah. yeah they announced There's the, the white new one. white one that's not an elite that's controller. not no but it one. is the upgraded Controller that has the 3.5 millimeter jack on the bottom yes. instead of right. the old dock. But they're doing that because they want you to be able to attach a chat pad, and you can't have the dock and the chat pad, right? Well, they're doing that just to make it compatible with other headsets. Like right now, you can only True. plug in their Microsoft brand one. I think it was to open that up. Um, but that'd be great because I I've lost the Microsoft one. Yeah, ago. <laughs> yeah. It's, it seems like something that should have been there from the beginning. I don't yeah. know why it wasn't. Yeah, uh, at least they're taking care of it now. Yes, at least. Well, it was there on the 360. Like, that one you could plug a regular headset into. Could you initially? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about it initially, but by the end of its cycle, the 360 controller, it had other prongs there, but you could just plug a regular audio cable into it. Hmm. It would work. Uh, that one also, yeah, I guess the gold has gold triggers. And the, and the D-pad. Yeah, the, the D-pad is gold. D-pad's gold as well. So it's got its white, black Fancy. detailing and a little bit of gold Which, on this it. This one over here has no gold, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's gold. It's all black. Yeah, no gold. The other thing is, um, are the buttons on this one black or are they colored? They're black. Uh, hold on. Because the the buttons on this new special edition, I if I recall correctly, are they're like they're black, but then it's got little colored dots in the very really? middle. Yeah. So where these ones are, these ones are colored buttons. Uh, it's actually they're all black. Hmm. Or maybe they're gold, but it's got little colored dots on the inside I to remind that. you what they are. It made me think of the Super Famicom. Really? There we go. There we go. Black and oh, gray. Oh, who stained this controller? It. I didn't do it. Don't look at me. Wait, stained it? Hold on. This it's guy. It's got like on. a... Can you... Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're... It's a... Uh, it looks like rust. Is there something metal down there? What's it leaning behind? Maybe behind a Metal Gear? Metal Gear! Hey. No, there's nothing metal down there. Huh. Yeah, well, you know, I'll take a pen to it. Don't worry. I'll take one of those like, little stained pens. Concealer pen, yeah. Something, something, it'll get fixed, don't so worry. So did the paddles on the Elite controller get in your way? How did you feel about them? In re- oh, one second. Yeah, wait till you get back to the mic. <laughs> it's okay. He's leaning way over. No, no, oh, oh, God. Oh, it's no. all going down. All right. No, we're good. Um, you know, it was, it was fine. So uh, I'm that not used to playing like that. paddle placement is really... You can, like, so you can move the paddles buttons? around. What? Do they replace other buttons? How, you can what are program they for? them for what you want. Okay. So, so they can duplicate existing buttons, basically. Okay. Uh, yeah, one time I like I knocked one off by accident. For. Sometimes some games it'd be convenient to have like a 
maybe an A or B, you know, something okay. that you'd have to move off the so, stick. Yeah, okay. you, so like Actually, you can put a melee on there, yeah. for example. That way you don't have to, like, if melee is right bumper, and yeah. you can okay. keep shooting in melee without taking your finger off the trigger, for example. That makes a lot of sense. Right. Okay. Okay, starting to get it slowly. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if you want to be able to jump without moving your thumb off of the right uh, thumbstick. Yeah. Gotcha, okay. Just a couple That's of cool. examples. Uh, it was. It, I mean, it was cool. I, I really like, you could also, like, toggle the the sensitivity on the triggers. So oh, that, they, like, that. Okay. they were like half pulls yeah. instead of full pulls, uh, which was interesting. That took a while to get used to. I like the D-pad. I thought the D-pad was pretty neat, like being able to swap it out for that circle uh, or for an actual traditional D-pad. It was it was, it was cool. Um, like I said, I, I liked it a lot. I don't think I liked it $150 that right. much. It's a very it's, expensive it, controller. It, it, yeah, it's crazy expensive. And oddly enough, I think it comes out the same day as Halo 5. Some kind of weird coincidence I think it comes out very close. It might be within a week. I think it comes out the same day as Halo. Does it? 5. Okay. There's it Check. comes out. It I, don't, comes I, don't, out I don't want to be wrong now. It comes no. It comes out a week opinion. ahead of something else. I think which was weird, but I'm not sure what. So I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Uh, while you look that up, I'm gonna read this. Want to remind everyone: this episode of the patch is also brought to you by Trunk Club. Shopping's awful. Who has the patience for crowded stores or by the t- or? <laughs> Can I start over? Shopping <laughs> is awful. Who has patience for crowded stores or the time to try on 10 pairs of pants that don't even fit well? Well, here's your problem. You still want... Well, here's the problem. God, I can't read anything. I don't have time you for still this want to look great. I need clothes. With Trunk I need Club, to look great. You never have to set foot in the mall ever again. Trunk Club gets it. That's why they've taken the hassle out of shopping by shipping you a trunk full of clothes that fit perfectly and make you look like a million bucks. At trunkclub.com slash the patch, you answer simple questions about your style preferences and size and then are assigned an expert stylist who handpicks your clothes curated from the best premium brands that are perfect for you you pick what you like and just like that a trunk full of handpicked clothes arrives at your door you only pay for the clothes you keep no ongoing subscription no hidden charges just great clothes right now their service is completely free so get started at trunkclub.com slash the patch that's trunkclub.com slash the patch start summer off right with trunk club one more time that's trunkclub.com slash the patch Thanks for making me not look like a schlub anymore. Trunk Club. It's a really I've, easy service. Really, really great service. Love I've it. been super jealous of you guys getting Trunk Club, but they're starting to do women's stuff now. So I, I got in the so. preview for that. Oh, did I'm you? ordering my own trunk. Yeah. Nice. Oh. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Uh, is is that coming here? I want to see it. I'm, I'm curious to I'll see if the trunk stylish. looks the same. I'll have it sent here then. Yeah, because the box can... uh, the box is really cool that it all comes in. Yeah, it's also it's a huge box. Yeah. There's so much stuff in it. But if you accept everything. Well, sure. And of course you're going to because it's free to get. Like that was my <laughs> rationale. It's like some of the stuff that they had listed for me, I was like, I don't know if I would wear that. And I thought, well, just get it here, try it on. Some of the stuff I was like, it's cool. I'm going to keep it. You know, so if you try it, let them send you everything and then just send it back if, if you don't like it. You yeah. might be surprised. You might find something you like. It is pretty convenient for sending back what you don't want. They even include the tape to close the box back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you re- yeah. literally don't have to find anything. And, <laughs> and they have like the phone number in there to call UPS so they can come pick it up from you. But we have a UPS store just like right next to the studio, so I just drop it off over there. We do? Where? Over there uh, next to Torchies. Oh, cool. <laughs> Not relevant to anybody else listening to the podcast, but I was just, ah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Go. So Halo 5 comes out October 27th. The controller comes out October 23rd. What? No, wait, hold on. That was a pre-order offer. When does it release? No one knows. Oh, no, 27th. You are correct. Gus. Hey. Gus is always right. Only when I am. Um, well, speaking of Halo, did you guys see the opening cinematic from I did. Halo 5? The opening cinematic, it looked super, super awesome. And then I saw Nathan Fillion and got a little uncanny valleyed. But okay. the rest of it looks really bad. You're like, Richard Castle? What's he doing 
That's what, so that's what you think of when you think of Nathan Fillion? Because uh, I guarantee everyone no, else is one, thinking Firefly. Well, let's be honest. Castle's been around a lot longer Castle than has Firefly been around a lot longer. But the only I mean, reason... Castle's well, been I mean, a, Castle has as many seasons as Firefly had episodes, maybe? Uh, no. No, it, did, and it no. has not had 13 seasons yet. No, Firefly had 13 episodes? I thought, they only, I thought they only aired like nine. It only aired... Uh, you may be right about nine, but yeah. it had 13. But either way, Castle set. still doesn't have nine seasons. The only reason I watched oh, Castle, okay. though, was because of Firefly. Gotta look it up. He actually did a Firefly... Like cosplay I know, on the show for, uh, so, for a Halloween, it was a costume. Yeah. It was great. He was, he was a nice, space nice cowboy. Throwback, loved it. <laughs> uh, but the overall, that cinematic looks really impressive. Like it's just really slick. It almost looks like a movie. They're, up, will... they're up to season eight of Castle. Okay. Okay. Well, and they got renewed. Hey guys, Castle. Does, does my voice sound a little bit different? I got a bubble in it. It does. You got a bubble. You're yeah. on the bubble. Sounds, totally sweet. So, I got a little sounds bubble. Sounds a little bubble. Sweet. Uh, I will say the cinematic. Fixed it. Uh, it. I guess it it looked like okay now I I get Spartans more from that like you you the mythos of the Spartans built up as these super warriors uh was built up but never really displayed too much. I think the closest you got to it was uh Halo Wars had some really good cinematics mm-hmm. for it. I mean those were like the Ur Spartans, the proto Spartans. And I think like those Spartans and like Master Chief is an earlier iteration of Spartan. I think those Spartans relied He's a lot Spartan more too, yeah. on brute force and strength, whereas like now the Spartan fours, like you see here, more uh, are more agile and like quick fighters. And they're like, I'm going to jump out of this plane and fly around. Mm-hmm. Also, they weren't stolen no as kids. Yeah. yeah, that used to be a problem for the Spartan twos. They fell out of a plane once, and that was bad news. <laughs> like somebody burst a liver or something. I think it was Linda. Gross. I forget who. One of them. They'll show up in this one, though. I think. Yeah, they're back. She's uh, yeah. part of um, uh, Master Chief's crew. <laughs> well, this would be great if they have, like, that's the opening cinematic for Fire Team Osiris, and then the, the uh, Master Chief teams are just like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, my back. <laughs> you guys want to go fight the Covenant? Nah, nah, not today. Why don't we just sit on the porch for a little bit longer? <laughs> Hold on, let me get my walker. I'm get an ice pack. <laughs> <laughs> like the walker has guns in the bottom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I'm on board. That would Spartan be really, really cool. Team. Well, it's yeah. like uh, the movie uh, Red. Yeah. I love it. I love just like the geriatric spies kicking ass. I wonder if Helen Mirren can play Kelly. <laughs> Helen Mirren can play anybody. Let's be honest. She's yeah. a badass. Totally. I think if there were a comparable Spartan 2 intro, it would be a lot more power. <laughs> a lot more force. More brute They'd, force. Yeah. It would just be them like punching stuff and it going and flying away. <laughs> like, All right, time to get out of the, the jet. Nah, we'll land. Let's just take us off the <laughs> Go ahead. On the f- boots on the ground. Yeah, we're not. We're we're great fighters. We're not yeah. so good between here and there. We're not flyers. Yeah, if you get us from here to there, we'll take care of the rest. So he's got a jetpack in the newer version of the That's Spartan true. armor. That's true. I think that was a an armor ability that you could get as Master Chief in Halo Four. It's it was in the I was gonna say it was in the Guardians multiplayer beta, but those are Spartan Force you're playing as. That was actually one of the weird things about Four was they kind of when they redesigned the suit. They also, I don't think they updated the armor version. I think that was just they updated the look of it, but it was mm. still... Mark 7? Mark, was it 7? Was yeah, it, we're I on? think so. So they just rearranged the, the physical appearance without updating its abilities. So they, you just believe that that is now what he was wearing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess he got Mark 7 in Halo 2. Did he? Yes. Yeah. That sounds correct. Yeah. I'm going to nod. Bernie knows a lot more about that than I do. <laughs> um, so we we only have like 10, what? 12 minutes left. We have about 12 wow, minutes left. Um, people are going to be really angry with us if we don't talk about Metal Gear Solid. 
Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, I've been playing that and Until Dawn today. Everyone's talking about it. Did you play uh, the earlier Metal Gear? I played Ground Zero. Okay. But I have not played any. So this would be an interesting point to talk about is I have no experience with Metal Gear previous to Ground Zeroes. Okay, and you? I have played every Metal Gear game, every Kojima Metal Gear game except for Peace Walker. Well, then for the love of God, will you explain to me what the hell is going on (laughs) in the previous? Here's the problem. I haven't started Metal Gear 5 yet. What? Oh, God wait, damn hold it. on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me tell you why this problem. Because we were talking about this I on need to the play this game. At PAX. The problem is I started playing Until Dawn before Metal Gear Solid oh. 5 came out. And my wife became very invested in the characters and the story of Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. So now I need to power through and finish Until Dawn while she watches so she can get closure on that game. And then I can start Metal Gear Solid 5. Why don't you have multiple consoles? She doesn't want to play until dawn. She wants to, she watch, wants you to play. watch me play until dawn. All right, suck it, Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, fuck, <laughs> fuck you. People sit on couches and watch people play video games all the time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so yeah, I have to finish until dawn. Uh, and I think I'm maybe halfway through that. So I've got a few more hours on that. So hopefully, after work today, I'll power through until dawn and then immediately start Metal Gear Solid 5. And then I'll be able to tell you what the fuck is going on. Okay, okay so maybe that's uh, my, something my we can table fear, till next week. I've talked I'm to, really curious. I, I want to play it. Yeah, at the I will patch, say, at PAX, uh, you know, we talked with Greg Miller, uh, who's a huge Metal Gear uh, fan, and uh, I was telling him that I was really worried about Five because Ground Zeroes and Five draw a lot from Peace Walker, which is the one game I haven't fucking played. Right, everyone says this is basically Peace Walker Part Two. Oh, so, so I'm I'm a little worried about some of the characters and what I missed in Peace Walker. Well, I will say so if you played Ground Zeroes. That gameplay will not be evident in like the first 20, 30 minutes of playing Phantom Pain. I, I get the impression it's a very long game, but there's a very protracted prelude you have to get through. Uh, I'm not going to you know spoil anything. It's it's the very beginning of the game. You're not really spoiling it, is it? No. I mean, we're even making a video. I mean, <laughs> top five ways Snake eats floor in the first <laughs> 10 minutes of the game because he spends like the first 10 minutes just trying to stand up. That sounds like the last 90 minutes of Metal Gear Solid 4. Ugh. Oh, right. Take it back. It was like the last 30 minutes. Okay. Sorry. I'm exaggerating. Okay. So according to How Long to Beat, and this is very early reporting, there's only three people who've, who've answered in how long it took them so far. Um, no, wait. Sorry. There's eight people. Uh, they're saying the main story takes 20, like 25, 26 hours. But if you want to do the main and extra, you're talking like 50 hours. I believe it because I did in the end, I think I mentioned this before, but I played Ground Zeroes all the way through. And at the end of it, I was 7% done. Okay, yeah, That's I, doing the main story. I feel like Kojima said a long time ago that it, you could get hundreds of hours out of it. Like, yeah. this is the biggest When we game talked ever. to Greg again, he said that he beat it in about 30 hours, main story. And at that time, this past weekend, he was at 60 hours and still, like, going through and doing stuff. Miles was telling me that uh, he, he picked up the game yesterday and started playing it, and he got further than I was. And he said, yeah, the first – after you get past that prelude, which – Hopefully you can explain to me. Uh, he the the next thing was just they dropped you off in Afghanistan with a horse and like uh, go save your buddy. You got three days. And make sure you get all the horse's poop so you can weaponize it. Horse poop. That's weaponized. Right. That's weaponized right. horse feces. Um, I I'm very interested in playing the game. Have you played any of the past games? No. Okay. Uh, so I'll I'll do Ground Zeroes, play this, and do go eh, a lot. But I'm a little bit worried. I had this weird. Like, I feel a little guilty. Like, I shouldn't like it because Konami is jerks to 
Kojima, and I don't want to support them, and they kicked him off the game. Don't worry. Kojima's going to destroy know, just, them with his new title. I feel title. irrationally bad. But like it's his that. game. You want to support him. He took his a, name off of it, but it's still no, his it's game. No, it's still there. Like, well, in, the, in the, the spin-up, it's yeah. still there. Yeah, I mean, oh, whatever, cover. Oh, no, you took your name off the cover of a game that's primarily distributed digitally. Yeah, I, I he did, they released. Hold uh, on, do that again, Ryan. Let's just get the let salty Ryan straight up. No, hold on. There we go. There we go. It took a couple tries. We uh, they they released uh or Kojima released a farewell video to the series. It when was, was really that? sad yesterday or so. Yeah, it was it was it was kind of hard to watch. But yeah, he's like I I I eagerly await the next thing he's going to move to. I'm I'm going to play the shit out of Metal Gear Solid Five. There is also, uh, by the way, a an Easter egg for um, Silent Hills or PT, PT yeah, uh, and in, Kojima. The, in the game and Kojima, yeah, yeah. You can get Kojima as one. Of the, the, you, there's this whole mechanic of setting up a mother base and forward operating bases, which ties into the multiplayer, which won't come out until October. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, we should probably mention real quick that the whole micro transaction blow up. But uh, one of my things to talk about, yeah. yeah one of the soldiers you can re- recruit basically is Kojima. I mean, it looks exactly mm-hmm. like him. And um, also, Unit Omega on Twitter uh, would like you to know that there is an HD re-release for Metal Gear Solid that has 2-3 and Peace Walker. There you go. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, I, th- I think it came out on the 360 and PS3. That uh, sounds right. I remember sure. that game coming out. Yeah, um, Yeah. No, so I, I, I need to. And I, actually, it's been forever since I've played 2 or 3. I don't think I've played 2 or 3 since they came out. Also, Serenian on... Twitter just completely sold the game to me because he said a coworker describes it as Metal Gear Red Dead Redemption, and I'm in. That's uh, I've seen I'm that. Yeah. In, no, it's uh, the the any sort of guilt is totally gone. The description I've heard that works is slightly better than that. Is it's if you don't are not familiar with Metal Gear, it's Splinter Cell Red Dead Redemption. Can do. Yeah, you like both of those games? Do. I do. So, I do. So I'm set. I'm good. When do I start? With Kiefer Sutherland. Coach. Yeah. Odd. Yeah, he's in weird. there too. Sure, why not? Yeah, um, so but yeah, I'm super excited. Hopefully a, I'll start playing soon. There was a bit of a snafu over kerfuffle. the microtransactions. A kerfuffle. Oh, right, right, right. We should over the that, microtransactions. Yeah. Uh, because there was so a big can... blow up with people saying, so online you can buy stuff to build out your base and upgrade Mother base and all, coins. That, well, you and get, all that stuff. There's one forward operating base that comes with the game that you can just build. You have the slots for two more that require microtransactions to uh, populate. And that require... Real money. You yes. cannot earn them with in-game money. Is that correct? Because I remember correct. Konami, I think, was it came they, out and said, no, nah, that's not correct. But now everyone's saying, no, that's well, pretty Well, they correct. have said that there are ways to earn that currency in-game. But the reviews I've read have explicitly said that in 30 hours, 30 to 40 hours of gameplay, they never received any. But they also asterisked it by saying the servers were not live yet. So it's possible that that mechanic just isn't triggering. Okay, because I wasn't seeing this from reviews. I was seeing it from users. So potentially still no one has ever found that. Which, well, I mean, the big blow-up, though, was that they, uh, I forget who broke that story, but it was, uh, they were kind of specifically implying that the multiplayer would be entirely microtransaction-based. Which is incorrect. Which is incorrect. That's not the way it is. Right. But, uh... But maybe just that one element. Well, the forward operating bases apparently can get you, I haven't built one yet, but, uh, Supposedly, the usefulness is that they can get you benefits in-game, in single-player game campaign. Uh, and then I think, as I understand it, the PvP involves uh, defending and attacking those forward operating bases. All right, so when you kidnap a goat... When you kidnap a goat... Does it show up in multiplayer on your base there, or is it single-player only there? No. 
because I would very much like to just have a Are forward operating kidnapping base goats? With, an, with an army of goats, and then people can turn up to my forward operating base and go, why is this goat land? Going on? You're going to start doing like the vault tech experiments with a, your goat farm. It's a goat, I am. Base goat. That's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Mother goat. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make goat cheese and be peaceful and have a very lucrative business selling to all the they're other armies They're just going to show up there. and they're like, wow, what is this agrarian society we've discovered? <laughs> Everything here is so wonderful and peaceful. I, I think I'm going to take a peace walk. Oh. oh! Look at you. Sorry. You did bad. it. That was pretty good. No, no, that was good. That was good. <laughs> I liked it. Um, so. Also, apparently you can do sheep. Bear. You can do birds, sheep, bear, what? Sheeps and bears and birds. You can kidnap oh all kinds of stuff. I'm going to make a zoo. <laughs> can you befriend them or do they just like angry yeah, animals in your base? Beats me. Theoretically, you put them to work. Yeah. Why not? All right. Most of those don't survive in the desert that well, I wouldn't think. Sheep, real bad in the heat. You got air conditioning. Right. Just just keep them nice and sheared. Shorn? Shorn. shorn. Keep shorn. them shorn. shorn. Nothing Nicer than a shorn sheep, I guess. Sure. Sheepy, sheepy, sheepy. Uh, Weird things are happening here. What is <laughs> So I, uh, again, we only have a couple of minutes. Uh, I saw um, an article talking about how Bioware was talking about how cosplayers influence character costume design in Dragon Age. <laughs> Which is brilliant. I mean, that's one of the things, the big things with Monty was you know he what? designed a lot of character stuff for Ruby with cosplay in no. mind. Mm-hmm. No. I'm standing against this. Well, though, to be fair, they went on the argument. The article was like, "Oh yeah, we thought from watching cosplayers that pockets would be good." Right? It's it like, wasn't right. like pockets anything. are important. Yeah, it's nothing pockets crazy. Pockets are important. Yeah, but it's you know the cosplayers complained there was no place for them yeah. to put their cell phone, so they but thought, he, "Oh right, so this character should have pockets and like little packs." Here's what I don't want to happen, though. I don't want them to go look at cosplayers and go, "Oh look, these people are tied to the you know requirements of real life and gravity and things that can't possibly deform like that." And limit their costume decisions based on reality. This is a video game. Go nuts with it, man. Uh, I have to say that all of the Dragon Age stuff is pretty freaking awesome. So that hasn't pretty been awesome. a problem thus far. They have gotten smaller, though. Like, if you've noticed, the, the armors have become a lot more compact, a lot more realistic. I don't think it's necessary. When's the last time Get you looked there. at, like, League of Legends, though, there for you example? Go. It's like they have to take like, pieces of costumes off to get through doors. They're so- making a video game. They're not making a costume competition. Hey, if the cosplayers, there are an awful lot of costume competitions for League of Legends cosplayers. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Oh, work for it, cosplayers. Work for it. I wish Meg was here to argue with you. She's not here. Uh, Yeah, I thought I thought it was really neat. I think it's a good idea. I mean, you can still go crazy, go big, but keep it within the realm of possibilities. Or or just be like, all right, we're not going to make this character for cosplay, but if we think one is pretty close, let's add a pocket. Yeah, I mean, pockets are fine. I'm okay if you put pockets. In fact, with the giant shoulders, just put pockets all over them. Yes. Pocket shoulders. Just like, there you gi- go. like gigantic. They're just saddlebags on your yeah. shoulders. Pocket, pocket pauldrons. There you go. There you go. Um, shoulder sacks. <laughs> maybe the... Increased storage. <laughs> we only have like maybe time for one or two more stories. So I got, I got to mention though. big story that... The uh, police in the UK have arrested six more members of Lizard Squad. Yeah. That was a little bit confusing, though. I read up on that, and it sounded like they arrested a bunch of people who had used that software. But let's also keep in mind that Lizard Squad was renting that software out. Also so true. they might also just be assholes who rented it and not the, like, alpha asshole prime yes. who's behind the whole thing. But they did previously arrest someone... Uh, who was it? I'm trying to look it up. Remember, they previously had arrested a Finnish teenager back in December. 
Yeah, he's a jerk. Uh, so yeah. he may have ratted them out as like part he's, of his. He's the his one who uh, he was recently sentenced, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll keep an eye on you for a couple of years, and you're gonna have to do some community service." Yeah, but two years suspended. It was yeah, it was um, it was not much of a sentence. Yeah. So all six people who were uh, arrested in the UK were between 15 and 18 years old. I mean, they'll get I out just, with a warm handshake and an admonition not to do it again. Not, well, not necessarily. The UK's cracked down on a lot of different stuff. They uh, were doing jail sentences for internet trolls who send death threats to people on Twitter, all kinds of stuff. I think they're one of the countries that also implemented some pretty stringent laws against things like revenge porn. But I could be off about that. To, and to be fair, if you're 15 to 18, you just need to be scared and hopefully straightened out a little bit and not necessarily sent to jail forever. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Even, I mean, it's a weird line to walk because there's some dangerous stuff that if you're landing planes, if you're swatting people's houses, those are things that could potentially lead to death and, and serious injury. Uh, so, right, and, 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 and they the, did force the, the grounding least, of John Smedley's yeah. plane. Yes, and at the very least, it's a serious dick move. It should never be like, yeah. oh, this is just like, they're just kids. <laughs> if you send bomb threats to an airline, that's never okay. Yeah. I don't care how young you are. Can we get that in legal terms? It's like, it may lead to death or injury. And it's a serious <laughs> dick move. No serious dick moves. Uh, yeah. Judge, uh, I would like to accuse them of heinous larceny and serious dick moves. Objection. This was a joke dick move, not a serious <laughs> dick move. All right. Well, your uh, hourglass just ran out. So we're out of time. All right. That's Thanks fine. for We've watching. Got we're going to do Game Club now. We're going to talk about Bastion. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. And um, on the oh. audio version of this podcast, I think we're... Or, uh, the post video of this podcast will tack on our episode of the patch from yeah. PAX. Oh, cool. Awesome. Bonus. So this will be a very, very long patch for some people. <laughs> Double issue. Hey, is this, this, that ends that way, right? This is Game Club, not free play. Yes. Calm down. No, no I mean, that's, at the end of the song, goes, Rah! there's like the, Rah! less energy. A little bit, take it down. We're, we're a refined show. Okay, hold on. We're the smart show. Uh, We're here to talk about artistic, sophisticated, sophisticated, sophisticated. How sophisticated was it? Like Bastion. (laughs) Well, this video game was sophisticated. It was. So uh, for it was deep. For uh, this episode of Game Club, we all played Bastion, which we were, I was super excited about. We even put this uh, this Game Club off by a week because <laughs> Gus and I were both gone at PAX, and we both really, really liked this game, and so we wanted to make sure that, that we were able to talk about it. I went back there and played it again. It was so nice. I have to say, I understand why, because I really did enjoy it a lot. It was It's a very pretty game. Gets a little weird, you know, every now and again, but I can appreciate it a little weird. Yeah, it's a little bit surreal. Just yeah. in, It's... The, the way, way the gameplay and the story sort of come together largely with levels mm-hmm. for me is the fact that it builds it builds the level as you progress through it, right. which is always really cool. And I think they do a great job, even right off the bat, of setting the tone of that game from the very beginning yeah. when you start with um, like the character getting up and the narrator just you know talking about what's going on. And Dude, the narrator is my favorite. Yeah, the narrator is awesome in that game. It took a while to get used to just the idea that. Oh, okay. This is this is gonna happen. Like this is the game. Well, he will continue talking. Like at first, it's like, oh, okay. He's kind of said, nope, nope. It's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah which no, was fine because he was really good. I liked uh, that happened too with uh, with Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time when you die and they'd be like, no, wait, what? That's not what happened. And back it up. Uh, I liked doing that too with Bastion. It's like just kidding. Drops him back <laughs> on the level and he keeps going through. And it was a, it was a beautiful du- game. I really loved the art direction on it. Uh, I thought all of the style was was really nice. It's it's just super polished. And we were talking about this before we started. Uh, it was Super Giant's first game. Yeah, which I would never believe this was a studio's first game. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's the been the, out the, since... the spy made game. I could see that being someone's uh-huh. first game. 
uh, this one uh, was this, was a lot this more. This one polished. came out 2011. So I think it was uh, written by Greg Cassavin. This was what he worked on after he left GameSpot, right? GameSpot, yeah. Yeah, when he decided he wanted to be a developer, not a journalist. And thank you, Cassavin, because seriously, nailed it. Good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I did not replay Bastion for uh, Game Club. I'd played it previously. I think it had been available at one point uh, on Xbox Live Games with Gold years ago, like oh, maybe really? back in 2012. And mm-hmm. I think that's when I picked it up. Uh, so my memory's a little little fuzzy, but I did I did finish it at that time when it came out. Yeah, it's on it an odd spread of consoles. It's like it's on the 360 and then the PS4. Yeah, it's 360, um, PC, uh, iOS, Chrome. There's a Chrome version. Uh, PS4 and PS Vita. So it's not on PS3, but it's also not on Xbox One. They sort of swapped for yeah. the, the generation move. But, um, yeah, it's... The fact that it's on PC means that really anyone can play it. Yeah. That's how I ended up playing it uh, this time around, is I plugged a controller into mm-hmm. my PC and played it on Steam, and it was awesome. Worked I think really I, well. I did, we'll say the controls occasionally would be a little hinky. Well, like. the first time I played it, I played it on PC, but I used keyboard mouse, and that was not a friendly experience. I Maybe it's just that I have a lot of experience with controllers, but for me, being an isometric sort of game, that worked really well for me. And they stuck with that isometric format uh, with Transistor. You know, yeah. it's uh, the same kind of uh, Which is system. also somewhere in the cylinder, and I hope you get to play that soon, too. Because it's just a great game. Uh, but what, uh, I, I hate to put you on the spot, but uh, what other games has Supergiant made? Um, so let's see. Let's have a look here. I think those are their two. Transistor um, and Bastion. Bastion. Bastion and Transistor, yeah. And Transistor, yeah. So So they're batting a 1,000, in my opinion. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very so, good studio. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think Bastion took probably between five and six hours to finish. Can be, yeah. It depends on how much of the... I, I will say that they did a good job of giving you secondary things to do. Not uh, strictly required, but they had the whole system of... Uh, was it... What was it? it started with M, like memoirs or mementos. Yeah, so you could um, you could unlock... There were the, sub-challenges, basically. It wasn't Lost and Found. It was the one where Lost you could go and, and unlock the stranger's sketches. Yes. And those would be basically like weapon-based or item-based sub-challenges where it's like kill 15 enemies with a mm-hmm. single shot from the... the uh, scrap musket. Um, so that was cool that he had those little side things, and then they had the every weapon specific had a a, uh, a challenge map to it, a proving ground to it. Uh, yeah. So there we go. Um, six and a half hours is the average for the main story. Mm-hmm. If you do main and extras, it could be a little over nine. Completionist, it says twenty hours. So damn y'all, you really plan a completion? <laughs> Maybe that's new game plus. Yeah, it must be new Maybe. game plus mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I, I think at the length it was, it was fine. I felt like yeah. if, it had dra- if it had gone on much longer, I would have felt like it was dragging. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, sticking at about six hours was just the, the, the nice bite-sized experience that it should have been. Yeah, it had a great, you know, kind of story to it. It was a, a pretty simple story, though it starts off very strange. So mm-hmm. it takes a minute to kind of get used to the premise of you're in the You post- woke up and the world ended. Yeah, the world was over, basically. And so the, the, yeah, the premise is that this world, as Salondia, or that's how you pronounce it, right? Salondia. Salondia. Yeah. Uh, I always want to pronounce it Calondia because it's got yeah. a C on it. It looks yeah. like Caldonia. Uh, right. Uh, it. You wake up, the world's ended, and everyone was supposed to go to this place called the Bastion, uh, which is is like the one place that remains that's stable because the rest of the world got all blowed up. Uh, and it turns out you're there, and then there's this stranger there, this old dude with white hair. 
and an amazing voice. <laughs> and, never uh, asked his name, apparently. He's just the, the stranger. stranger. Yeah, he's the stranger. Well, he's Rock. I mean, he's, yeah, he's Rocks, but um, you know, I like him as the stranger because it's like that. Says he's got a very cowboy yeah. sort of sound Kid to him, up. and the stranger suits that much better than Rocks. Um, yeah, like Ruxpin. What the kid was going to be fine. On your string, you say yeah. words. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then you have to go through and you have to try and recover cores to rebuild the bastion, and then that goes all. You find all some survivors along the right, way. You find some survivors who you're really happy about, and they go and fuck shit up. One of them does, yeah. Well, yeah, one of them. Um, but and even the, re- I mean, he, the, he fucks stuff up, but he's got a real good motivation for it. Like it makes sense he why does. he does it. Like you, um, you know, you, you just can't stay mad at him. It's true. I think um, if our, I think I was reading over your shoulder there that uh, Greg Caspin, I believe, was the writer on this game. He was. Yeah, which yes. which makes a lot of sense. I think I, I don't remember really knowing anybody on the GameSpot staff other than mm-hmm. the, his name was the only one I used to recognize back in the day. That stood out. Yeah, yeah, it's the one that stood out. So and there uh, were a couple. He, he also wrote Transistor. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Okay. There were a couple branches. I was curious to know what yes, you guys. Yes, I was going to ask about this. So yeah. first of all. Did you save Zolf or did you leave him? I saved Zolf. You saved Zolf. I did. If I remember right, I saved also. You did. Yeah, I would have yeah. guessed you'd just like leave him straight up. No, I'm not. I'm not a bad guy. Hey, we know. We know why he did what he did. It's okay, Zolf. Yeah, I had You're to right. save him. I had to save him. All right. I was so worried that I was going to die too with all the arrows coming in, and I was running out of like out of the health, and I was just. And it turns out they just stopped shooting at you. They give you that nice. honor moment, like. Well, did you notice that one guy shoots you there towards the end, and, and then the like other friend knock like knocks him out? <laughs> like, no, no, you watch. <laughs> Honor. Right. I guess, because you leave, and then Zolf is gone, so I, I don't know what happened Yeah, he pops up in the credits if you saved him. Yeah, okay. But, oh, um, that's dependent on uh, you saving him. It's dependent on the next, yes. So, mm-hmm. But that's also kind of, there's the next branch that yes. comes after that, which is, did you restore the Bastion, or did you restore Salondia, or did you evacuate? Restored. I also restored. I also restored. Dang it, we're really We played exactly the same? We should, the thing is, we, like, we, we should have coordinated. What a weird, selfish choice. Because basically what it comes down to is, you are presented with the choice to undo the disaster with, granted, no guarantee that it wouldn't immediately happen again. It just reverses time, basically. It resets to prior to the disaster. So you have, there's a chance that it won't happen again. Yeah, there's no guarantee that anybody will remember anything that happened after that happened. Right, because they've never tested it. It's like Superman going backwards. Right. Well, it's a little bit like uh, at the end of of Galaxy Quest, he activates, so is it the Omega-13? The Omega-13, That's right, and he goes back 13 seconds. This goes back a little bit longer. Just enough time to fix one bad decision. But you got to remember that it happened. That's true. Then they even bring that up as like, so what's to stop it from happening again? Here's the I thing. I don't know. Here's the thing, Ryan. Yeah. I was reading about this because I didn't have time to play all through New Game mm-hmm. Plus. But I guess New Game Plus kind of hints that it didn't stop it. That I wondered if that was setting up like a <laughs> yeah. cycle of you doing this over and New over New Game again Plus Plus. Until you eventually decide to evacuate because you... I guess maybe so. Maybe evacuate is the only true ending. Like the world Mm -hmm. is ended, and you can't actually save it. It's kind of a it's kind of a grim message. I'm curious to know now if the completionist that we saw in How Long to Beat like resolves that, Uh or if there's like a resolution one way, the the final ending. If there is, I haven't heard anything about that, but I would love to see it. You know how I am with happy endings. Can we talk about Zia for a minute, though? What's up with that girl? Like, oh yeah, nah. You know what? The only happy times I've had is since everyone else has been dead. Why don't we just leave? Why don't we just leave them all dead? <laughs> we could put them all back to life, but uh... I mean, she's also the person that like went off with the enemy because she's like, yeah, I just want to see what they do. 
I I would subscribe to her newsletter. Yeah, I'd be curious to hear a little more about this. That's you know, guess. let's let's leave everyone like that line of thinking. It's I mean, I, I'm not saying I would do it, but. Let's, let's give her a chance. You know what I felt really terrible about was, you know, the st- the stone statues of people? Because everyone who didn't make it to the bastion oh, got turned to stone. Or ash. Yeah. I, I was thinking of a stone. But, uh, yes, you're correct. And It's like the, the Pompeii first one, The first one that I saw, I didn't realize what it was, and I was just, like, bashing down everything <laughs> and get stuff out of it, and I bashed it. And it was just like, that was old so-and-so. She tried to teach the kid manners. It never worked. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> that I was the first one you got? You didn't get the guy in the bar? No. I, I, I knocked him all down. No, I, I that was just one because I didn't realize what she was. And I thought she was rubble. And then there's a little, just not much later on, there's this circle of people mm-hmm. around the core. And you have to destroy one or more of them to get to it. I felt so big, like, you get yeah, to, you're gonna fix them. Don't worry about it. Yeah, if everything goes well, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll thank you or for it later. Or they're dead forever. Right. If not, it's not like you're they're suffering anyway, as far <laughs> as we know, right? Well, they're ash. Maybe they were suffering, and you like destroying yeah, their ashen yeah. form would have like saved them. Hey, the first guy, if the guy in the bar, when you you knock him down, it's like he wanted his ashes spread across this area anyway. <laughs> I did it. You did it. You, you fulfilled his wish. I, which is funny because I, I guess that does kind of answer the question because. I wondered how much of the dialogue, the narration, was dynamic based on what you were doing. Because there's the first area where you get the hammer, and you go out into the next zone. And I just spend a minute smashing everything. And the dialogue, it's it goes quiet for a minute. He's like, got the hammer. You spend a few minutes just kind of raging on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging and shit. And yeah, it makes me wonder how much dialogue was recorded. And how uh-huh. much like do you hear in a typical playthrough? And how much... like. Would you not hear unless you went back and played a different way? Uh huh. Or if you, yeah, there weren't too many branching decisions. So I mean, it's a pretty linear game for the most part. There's not a lot that would be different other than new yeah, game you plus. Can, you get you all your upgrades. Loitering with a hammer. For some of the areas yeah. that you go through. But... Well, and they also have the this another kind of replayability thing where they have the shrine where you can add modifiers, which work very much like the skulls in Halo. So if yeah. you want to make it more of a challenge for yourself, you can turn those on and get more rewards. But it also makes it. Much harder. Right. Like, the first one that comes up by default, I think, is, like, it makes all your enemies faster and attack more. And I was like, why would I turn that on? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, the skull's analogy from Halo's good. To the game fast, though. And they stack. So you can turn on multiple, mm-hmm. which uh, I made the mistake of doing before I went into the uh, elsewhere or not here or who knows where. How'd that Who go? knows where? Uh, I failed. A few times. Because I thought I could do it. I couldn't do it. Those get pretty hard. They're kind of like a challenge map that you can go and just test out weapons and get uh, more of the currency you use to upgrade things. Yeah, you did well with challenges as well. You did all the Proving Grounds to first place, right? I did, yeah. I, I, every map icon I start out. Yeah, wow. so there's... I did for, not upgrade all the weapons, though. Right, so for those that didn't uh, play it, there's uh, there's a Proving Ground for each of the weapons you can get. There's what? Is it five? Oh, gosh, there's more than five weapons. There's like... Uh, there's, let's see, there's the War ten? Machete... There's the bow and arrow, there's the musket, there's the, the sword. Army carbine. No, the sword is the war machete. Yeah, there's yeah. A, yeah it's the, the hammer, the machete, the pike, right. uh, the bellows, the mortar, the army carbine, the bow, the repeater. I like uh, the repeater. The repeater's really good. Uh, the, uh, that final cannon. The pistol? The crisis you know cannon, the pistols. Okay, so there I are think a lot. There's, 10. Yeah. there's a there's a proving ground for each one. That's a challenge that you have to go through and clear out this area with just that one weapon. Some of them are brutal. The war machetes, it's, in particular, is evil. It's impressive that you 
you played the game and did all of that in one evening. Yeah, I started it and finished it yesterday. I started it yesterday afternoon and finished it at like 2 a.m. It is like, you know, a six and a half hour game. He went clearly the more completionist route. I think I probably, I'll have to check Steam, but I think I put mm, six and a half. And I kind of blew through it a little bit. Like I, I did that extra stuff, but I didn't run as much stuff with the shrines on as I could have just to get through it faster. Like, the individual maps are a good length. They're not terribly long. So yeah. it's, it's very playable. It doesn't get too tedious. You're like, oh, that's a good length. Now I can go back, upgrade some stuff, and then go out on another one. And mm-hmm. it, it broke it up nicely to do the Proving Grounds between the retrieve missions to get the cores and then the shards just to kind of give it some difference in gameplay. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. Yeah. So I think oh. it was good. I liked it. Yeah, it I would. I would game. recommend people pick it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure. Let me see how much. Do you remember how much it was days, on Steam? It was 15 bucks on Steam. Yeah, I think it's worth it. You know, normally I complain about that 15 dollar price point because uh, I feel like too much stuff is priced there that shouldn't yeah. be there. Uh, I think 15 is totally fair. I think it definitely game. has a replayability to it where I could go through it a second time, and uh, even right now, and be fine with it. Yeah, and that would get you to that like dollar per hour kind of zone. Yeah, so it's 15. Um, also, by the way, the soundtrack. Really good. We didn't talk about this, but amazing soundtrack. They actually, it's funny, you can stream it on their site, so some days I would just go and I'd, <laughs> I'd put it up in my browser. I'd just play through the Bastion soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I did that enough that I finally broke down. I bought it on iTunes, so I just have it on <laughs> yeah. my phone. It makes a really I, great travel soundtrack. I think they did the same thing with Transistor when it came out as well. So oh, yeah. I, yeah, so I could. I, I bought that too. I can see that influence. <laughs> uh, should we uh, right. consult the Let's cylinder pick the of selection? Next game. Uh, Ryan, are you going to pick it or oh, Ashley? Sure. I feel like I picked it last time. So I don't wanna, you keep, I don't we keep pick picking again. Gus games. Uh, I know. I want another Gus game. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know what else I have in there at this point, actually. And the suspense is killing me. <laughs> really? What? All right. What? Well, the community would like us to play Spec Ops: The Line. I've heard really good things about that. I have too, actually. A lot of it. Uh, it was very well reviewed, and I don't think a lot of people played it. Yeah, it didn't I, do that well. Yeah, I, I've heard. I think every review I ever heard, every person who's played it, who's talked about it, says that that game is so good, and more people need to play it. So initially, that seemed like an odd choice for the cylinder, but I guess in light of the fact that it didn't get that wide of a play, it's that makes also sense. Uh, you know a shorter. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a shorter game. It has a lot of sort of social commentary to it. It's um, retelling of it's, uh, one of the Mid East Wars, right? Yes, yes, but it's also a book like a, out of Into the Jungle or something like that. Really? It's a, yeah, it's got a lot of elements to that. So just keep an eye out for that. We'll discuss it next week. I like Heart Spec of Darkness. Ops, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. And it, let me see yeah. what there's a let me see what platform Spec Ops Into is the on jungle. as well. My, uh, my, welcome to the jungle. Slightly different. La, 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 la. I think I'm going to be out next week on Wednesday. I might. Ah, fuck. I really want to play this game. I'm going to play the game anyway, though. We shoot Tuesday, I guess. Heart of darkness. darkness. There yeah. we go. Totally different. But yes. No, we we got it. like Ryan that. and I were. Um, we knew. Okay, so the game is available on PC, PS3, and Xbox 360. Okay. Well, join us next time, and we will uh, check that one out. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Yes? Oh. Yeah, it's time yes. to cut. We're not professional. Hi.
We're here to do the patch. Yeah. The patch. Yeah, that's our uh, video game podcast. Patch. Oh, podcasts? Are those the things still? They are. They're huge. Oh, really? And video games. Did you know they're huge? I heard they were dead. Consoles dead. PCs no. are dead. Oh, look this at, is the mobile game show. Look at it. About. Look at all these video games everywhere. Oh, you're right. There's and a, a turkey here. sandwich for some reason. And a turkey sandwich. That's really well, that's fun. the grill over there, Gus. Oh, okay. Where's the turkey sandwich? I want one. Right there. It's on the screen. See? Oh, that looks, oh, now it's that a muffin. looks good. I, I'll take the muffin. Welcome to the patch. I'm telling you what we food. see at PAX. I know everyone's fascinated to hear about turkey sandwiches and muffins, but more than that, I think they're more interested to hear about the games we've seen right. and the games we've been right. playing while we've been here. So we're going to start talking about that. So right. I ran into Greg the other day. I feel well, like... Should we, should we introduce... Oh, like I'm, I'm Gus. I'm Greg Miller. From and kind I'm of Ashley. Funny. No, don't step on the, po- the kind what? of funny no, no. part. Kind of funny. Go to kindoffunny.com, subscribe, like, share. Just just kind of funny. Kind of funny, yeah. Yeah. The bar is low, which allows us to get over it a lot. So it, allows you to, it. it allows you to get drinks really easily, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, there we go. No, Who are you? Oh, no, no. What? Who are you? I'm Ashley. There you go. Hey, we did it. We completed the introduction. That's so, step one. I, I feel like... I run into Greg all the time at different events now. Yeah, uh, we're and besties. I, 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 ju- I just ran into Greg a couple nights ago. We were at the Idea at Xbox uh, event. Uh, they're having an open house. Is the first time you met Greg when he was on the gauntlet? Yeah. That was the first time I met Greg, yeah. That's when we bonded. Yeah. We watched Sunday Ticket on our phones, on our tablets. We played we, GTA. Yeah, we played... Oh, man. Remember that? Yeah. GTA had just come out, and that's all any of us did. There were actually people bringing... Was it you guys brought games cases? Adam brought his games case. Yeah, I just I requested a TV. Oh. I brought the PS4 three around at the time and requested a TV. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pull rank when you can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we we got to, we had a chance to check out a bunch of uh, indie games at that event the other day. Well, it was, it was butt sniffing pugs there. It wasn't right because that's not that butt sniffing pugs, pugs was not there. It, that one can't come out widely, right? Because of the controller. It's it's a revolutionary control. Have Five years it? from now, people are going to look back and think, how did we ever play games without a dog's butt in our face? It's exactly. A, it's it's exactly. a trackball, right? It's like Basically. a trackball, tennis, tennis, tennis track ball, ball that you have to control like this. And uh, when you want to sniff a butt, you hit a dog's butt. Just like real life. Yeah, there's a dog's yeah. butt right in front of you, and you're like, yes, I want to smell it. that. So and then the, that's different than the tennis ball. So there's actually just like a dog's butt somewhere on the controller. Yeah. It's huge. Do you think those will cost more than the Steel Battalion controller? No. It's got, it's got less buttons. So yeah, exactly. No. There's yeah. less technology inside of this controller. That was a crazy It'll be somewhere controller. between Tony Hawk's Ride Board and Steel Battalion. Uh, that's the one that Bernie ate shit on, right? He did. He did. Everyone did. Um, but my favorite game that I did see at that event uh, was uh, an indie game called Party Hard. Yes! That was going to be my pick, too. Damn it. And, and they're right... Yeah, pick they're, another one. They're right by the Rooster Teeth booth. They're up on floor six. The premise is... Your neighbors are having a party, a loud party at 3 a.m., so you have to go to their house, isolate every party guest, and kill them without any of the other party guests finding out. That's how you shut down a party? Yes. That's how you party hard. You can fumigate the room, kill them all. You can stab them. You can do this. But but it has to be one at a time? Well, you can kill multiple, but the problem would be if I killed you right now, Gus would see it and run to the phone to call the police. Gotcha. Okay. So if the police show up, you can, like, try to change your clothes or go to a group of people who are dancing, and you can dance and try to blend in. And hope that they don't find you. So it's basically like Assassin's Creed, where like you can go and you're like, suddenly I'm just with all the prostitutes. This makes sense. Right. Okay. But it looks like Hotline Miami. Yeah, it's, it's, it's top down. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, yeah. And then you can booby trap the bookshelves. You, there's a horse at the one party, and you can get it to kill Why is there a horse at the party? Because well, it's a bitchin' party. Why wouldn't there be? Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys ever see, what was the movie? Is, um, 
bachelor party. This is oh, like yeah. an old 80s Tom movie Hanks. where some girl's dancing with a donkey. I don't know what happens at the end. I don't think I want to know how they get married. That dance. They do get married. And he can finally use the egg beater. Remember, he's chasing his uh, right. girlfriend with the egg beater the whole movie. Tony Katane. Was it Tony Katane? It was Tony Katane from uh, that bad Dave Coulier American video knockoff and then that White Snake video. Yeah, yeah, she was in the White Snake. Uh, no, no, was it was a. Uh, 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 it was it was a White Snake video. We're only doing that where she's writhing <laughs> on the car. You, sir, who appear to be eleven years old, you remember this White Snake video? Yes. <laughs> no idea any of the words I'm saying to it. Um, but video games, party hard. Well, party hard was a lot of fun. Mario um, is there. Mario can come out and kill you. Can he? I didn't yes. see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what what happened is uh, my girlfriend Christine was playing. I have a girlfriend oh, named Christine. Okay. Uh, she killed this guy in the toilet so then they called a plumber and then Mario showed up looking like 8-bit Mario so there's a dead guy on the toilet and someone's first thought is we gotta call a plumber yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well I mean you don't want him blocking the toilet you can't like that's gonna halt the party that will screw up a party pretty bad yeah but it's a lot of fun priorities uh, I also play I never it's been out uh, in the past but I guess they're having an Xbox One version but I'd never played speedrunners before oh yeah speedrunners cool speedrunners ton of fun real easy game you basically four players who run in laps around an obstacle course, and whoever falls furthest behind, if you fall off screen, you're eliminated. So it's just like jumping and trying to speed up. Yeah. Really, really fun game. I, I, I know it's old news now, because everybody knows it from E3, but Cuphead, getting to play more of Cuphead. Cuphead is always good. I will never be good at Cuphead, but I will always appreciate Cuphead. Yeah. The game is hard. You know, I kind of... Sometimes I feel a little bit bad for indie games on Xbox One these days. Because remember Xbox 360? Hey, it's Adam. Hey, Adam Kovac, everybody passing by. He's the guy who brought a game. You guys don't know him, but he brought the games case to the gauntlet. I wonder what he does now. Weird. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but on Xbox 360, downloadable games they had is Xbox Live Arcade. They had their own section. They had a dedicated number. They, right. It was one to two, at least came out every week, right? They had their own marketing, their own section. Yeah, they had all this stuff dedicated to them. When Xbox One came out, they they tore down those walls and they just said, these are just games. Yep. These are games as anything else. But I kind of feel like, in a way, because they don't have as much dedicated to them, they sometimes fly under the radar. As yeah, no, totally. they get They get overwhelmed by the AAA stuff because they don't have that dedicated space. Sure. No, I think there's something to be said about that, right? Of like, I remember when we were reviewing games, when it was all started, and you do the whole thing of like, this game looks great for a downloadable title. Uh, yeah. And you'd be like, ah. and then that fell away and then you started talking about games as games. But yeah, this generation you saw the Switch, right? Where PlayStation is beating the drum for indies and talking about indies and it's cross-buy and cross-play and all this different stuff. Whereas Microsoft has fallen back and now you see them trying to win that back with idea Xbox. Yeah. And I think um, PlayStation's got a ton of great uh, indie games on it right now. Like I've been really enjoying Galaxy. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a good game. I have a problem with it though. What's that? So that. if you haven't played Galaxy... It's the stories presented in five, what do they call them, five chapters. To complete each chapter, you have to successfully complete five missions in a row without dying. If you die, it resets. I will never get that. Five <laughs> so the problem is, I can't drink when I'm playing that game now because I get really nervous sure. that if I'm a little Giant inebriated. Giant anime sweat coming down your head. Yeah, that uh, yeah. I'm just going to have to start over and, sure. uh, and redo it. But it's a beautiful game, great graphics. Re- yeah. They really nailed that. 80s anime style and uh, that style of game. Yeah, so the good. heads pop up and do like the talk, talk, talk and the words, yeah. Yeah, but then you just, you, so you can't, you're not allowed to die. You have to start over. You start over from your chapter. You have to beat right. five, yeah, five, five missions in a row and you complete it. So is each chapter five levels? 
Yes. Okay. And sometimes there's a little bit of randomization. Like there's a there's a story you get through, but then sometimes like let's say you play through part of a chapter and then you restart, some of the missions might be randomized, like a little different. Like oh, I was supposed to go salvage stuff, but now I'm supposed to go fight enemies. So it's just a little bit of variance in it. And I also like in their loading screen, they go through a lot of different words. And one of them, they say they're reticulating splines, like a little nod to uh, Maxis. Yeah, Sim, yeah, Sim City. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those were the days. Yeah. Oh, Maxis, rest in peace. <laughs> and all the llamas. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're with the llamas now. Yeah, yeah. They are. Yeah. Um, um, you know what else? Um, I was hoping to see here, I don't think it is, is um, Unravel. Oh yeah, that EA that game. That was the yeah, that's the EA, the EA game that we saw at E3 that just sort of blew everybody away. And that's like, I just, I just want this game. It's so cute. Are they not here? I haven't seen it here. Go play Yoshi's Woolly World. Right. Same thing. I, I got really excited about the uh, the giant Yoshi Woolly amiibo. amiibo. Yeah. And here's the thing: I don't do amiibo. I just. I try to stay out of it because I know if I get into it, we're going to have some serious problems. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that one, I was like, I like, I don't want an amiibo. I just want the big Yoshi. I'll like tear the foot off or whatever. But I just it's, it's, no, they don't even have the foot. The foot's built in the butt. Because I I've held the pink one, and nice. I was the same way of like I don't want amiibos, but god dang, this thing's cute. Bernie was like, "Why are you excited?" I was like, "Because it's big. It's Yoshi, <laughs> but it's big." Yeah. Isn't didn't Woolly World already ship in Europe? Yep. Yeah, it came out in like July in uh, in Australia or something. Yeah, I, I think I, I thought that was the North American release date. So no. on that day, I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to fire up my Wii U," and I couldn't find it anywhere for no reason. Yeah, it's, why? It's like October, Nintendo's right? done a couple of things where Europe gets things significantly before North for, America. First, the Avengers premieres in Australia before America. Now we've lost Yoshi's Woolly World. I, What's happening? What happened to the freedom our forefathers fought for? Yes. What happened to us knowing and spoiling content for the rest of the world before they had any opportunity to enjoy question. it? It's like That's the, my right. It's the, uh, was it Terminator just came out, and it didn't do well in the U.S., but it was number four ever in China. Yeah. It's like, you know, the, I mean, the markets are changing. That's like, the big thing with the globalization. movies. They're all skewing for the Chinese market. That was the whole thing with Transformers. They, yeah, the movies suck and they're terrible, but they kill over there, so who cares? And why all these places are now going to China. Like, all these movies have... Randomized. Oh, we're gonna fight in China now. You're like, why? Yeah. And our that game, audience wants to. It, it, are games next? No. Uh, are they? Well, we'll see. I mean, I think there's. I think games are a little different in that you know you typically need either a console or a PC to play them. So you know, China's a little behind when it comes to consoles since they had a ban on them for so long, and they're just now getting caught up. But I mean, there's already region exclusive titles out there. I think what I think we'll see is what more along the lines of the Iron Man three route where there were scenes, if, the, if you watch the movie in China, there were scenes in that version that weren't in other international versions. I think we'll start to see like, maybe like a hybrid DLC model that customizes <laughs> it more there for was, the region. There was actually another thing like that recently. It was another movie. It was um, Inside Out, where when they released it for Asian markets, they changed... There's one part where the little girl is eating broccoli, but that's not a, like a thing there. Like Little kids don't hate broccoli. They hate green peppers. And so they changed it in the movie for the overseas release so she has green peppers in her bowl instead. Really weird stuff is like making the change. It's like the opposite of globalization. Yeah. It's like... It's very specific now. Yeah, localized <laughs> globalization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good for them. I want them to understand that the kid doesn't like the vegetable. I kids. want them being... The kids love broccoli. It's, that's universal, I though. did love They're, broccoli. I did too. That's the thing. I remember growing up and everybody talked smack on Brussels sprouts. 
And my mom and dad never tried to feed me Brussels sprouts, but every TV show hated Brussels sprouts. Yeah. And then now you eat Brussels sprouts, and you're like, these things are goddamn fantastic. Especially when you roast them. Yep. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I don't think I'd ever seen a Brussels sprout in person until I was an adult. Yeah. And then I tried it. I was like, oh, no, this is awesome. Why did I, why, why, who was making these so poorly? It's like the broccoli uh, lobby is like, we got to take down Brussels Somebody's sprouts. Somebody's got to go down. Our big competition. We're losing in market shares. Yeah. Maybe it's because when they're boiled, they're not so good. They smell. Brussels okay. sprouts do smell. Okay. They do. They are pretty strong. Yeah. If so, we're we're right next to the Oculus booth, which makes me think of a thing. If it were to, if you were to have like VR and Oculus, if you could get smellovision nope. for a you game, would you do oh. it? No. 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 Because like, you know, I, I recently uh, had to do like a at home sleep apnea study where it's like. I had to hook up all these wires to myself and like put this mask on that basically had like two little probes in my nose. So I pictured that's what like a smell of a yeah. interface would be like. It's like, so like something really you wrap around that like pipes smell directly. And that'd be great nose. at a trade show like this. Yeah, like thirty thousand people have put this up their nose, and now you are too. Like, yeah, great. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. I'm not into that. I like the idea of yeah, butt sniffing pods. You can sniff the butts. We don't want oh. to. Nobody I, yeah. needs that. I own a couple of dogs. I could sniff dog ass if I want. Yeah. I don't want to. That has never been a thought. Do you clean their butts? No, my wife will, uh, will clean their butts occasionally. I've started doing that with Bertilli. He's getting old now. He's 10. I feel like I just get a little wet nap, get in there afterwards. A little sloppy. Got to do it. Dog ownership. Hey, I like having cats. Cats are gross. Cats are the best. If you love your pet, you'll do terrible, Anything. gross things. Yeah, exactly. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, smell of vision. No, I think that's awful. Uh, but, I mean, I haven't had a chance. You said we were out by the Oculus booth. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. That booth is huge this year. It's yeah. been really interesting charting, like, the progress of Oculus through its appearance at conventions. Yep. Because, you know, at first uh, they had a table here in, you know, no hall that anyone's ever heard of. Yeah. And then a little bit more. And then there's now a booth, and they've got a line around the corner. But yep. it's still, like, a very modest thing. And now they're a city block. Yeah. Two, I mean, I remember two years ago at PAX getting it. I think it was the Grand Hyatt up in like a random ballroom. I walked in and there was one giant table and one Oculus unit. And the guy's like, oh, thanks for coming. Sit down. Here you go. This is, you know, we're about to put out a new thing and da da da. But like, that was it. Like, VR continues to be the snowball that's growing. And it'll be interesting to see when it's finally released what the impact is. And, and I think Valve is showing the Vive over at the Sheridan, yep. which is uh, just down the street from the convention center. I'm hoping, I think I'm scheduled to go check that out tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm super skeptical about VR stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, me too. So, uh, especially as someone who wears glasses, I feel like there's no good solution for that yet. I've played a lot of Morpheus. I've used Oculus. I haven't touched Vive yet. And every one of them is like, all right, that was a really cool experience. Don't know if I'd want to play for two hours that way. Don't think I'd want to go through the setup. Don't know if I'd want to invest the money. You know what I mean? And that's me, this hardcore gamer, right? And it's like, for it to penetrate the market and do all these different things... How is that going to happen? It's not going to be the Wii. It's not going to be the Wii where you get into it, buy it, your mom comes over and sees it, and it's like, oh, I want that. Like, that's not where we're going. So yeah. what is the measurement of success on Gen 1 right now to make sure there is a Gen 2? It's a little bit too like um, where everyone thought that 3D TVs were yep. going to be like the shit. But the problem is that you then have to get the glasses, and it was it's a really cool thing, but it's kind of a hassle. Yeah. yeah. So a, a couple of years ago, I was at NAB, which is a trade show for broadcasting yeah. in Vegas. And this was, um, God, what was it? A, a little over, about two and a half years ago. I was at this trade show, and I saw, and of course, it was at the time, 3D was still huge. Everyone had 3D televisions. 
but Dolby was doing a demonstration of their 3D television. Yeah. No glasses. Ah. And it worked great. And I'm, I've been waiting for that. I thought, okay, the glasses I don't get. When that comes to market, that'll be huge. I never saw it. Yeah, it just seemed like momentum died on it, right? That was something they were trying to force on us, and it never really took. Well, yeah. it's, it's like everyone's just going for the 4K now instead. Yep. 4K everything, curved TV, whatever. As long as people don't have to do anything, because let's face it, we're super lazy. Yeah, 4K, okay. 4K I'm sold on. I buy 4K. Like, that's just a, defini- that's just a higher definition. That's like right. HD. But it's just like a TV. You don't have to do anything special for yeah, it. Yeah, unbox it, put it out, and there you go. You're going. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the reasons I think the consoles have done so well is... They work really well for lazy people. You, you know, you install the game. Well, now you install the game, but before it's like you put the disc in, the game plays. You, and if, you it, go, and if it doesn't updating. play, it tells you what it needs and what it's getting. Right. Unlike when I try to play a PC game and it's like, well, your drivers aren't working. All right, well, where do, what do I, what do I do? Can you find the drivers? Yeah. No, we don't know where to do. Yeah, I've been having a problem lately. Uh, I've backed Star Citizen at a ridiculous level. Yeah, yeah. And for some reason he, now, he. When he says ridiculous, I mean, you've spent $700 on Star Citizen. Let's not get into specific numbers, Ashley. That's tacky. But, uh, yes, I have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been having a problem with where uh, on my PC I go to launch it, and the launcher gives me an error saying, cannot find, you know, path to patch data. Dot .exe. Like, okay, yeah. cool. I'm going to delete it all, re-download it, reinstall it. You know, 30 gigs later, same error. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it can be hidden somewhere in one like, like hidden app data folder that you have no... It's just not telling you where anything is. Yep. Trying to clear that stuff up is a pain in the ass. And that's the... You know, that's just... Every game has that. But so, when it's great, it's great. I don't want to just sound like... I, I've really come around to the PC gaming. Like, lately, I don't know how I missed it, but last year I missed Shadowrun Dragonfall. And I've been playing drag. I've been playing that nonstop before this trip. I think I'm just about to finish it because when uh, Hong Kong Shadowrun Hong Kong came out like a week ago, in my mind I was like, "Oh, what happened to Dragonfall? Like, how did I miss that?" Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's in my Steam library now, and I've been, no, I've been playing this it's, game. It's totally back to her point of like, I, I you know, I give, and I, so I'm this console fanboy, and I give PC crap all the time, but like, PC is the best platform when it works, and the games are cheap, and you download it, and you're all great. It's fine. But it's just like, for me, being a lazy person, it's a pain in the ass. You yeah. know what I mean? Trying to keep everything fine and have it up to you and sit there with the mouse and keyboard. And it's like, no, I don't want that experience. I want to sit on the couch and sure, I'm running at a lesser resolution with, you know, the frame rates garbage. I don't care. Yeah. I just want to play the game. Yeah. The, I mean, it's, it's, it's sometimes you just take the trade off for the easy. I've actually been traveling with them. Um, I've got a little, like a little Razer gaming laptop yeah. with the smaller ones. And I take that hook a controller up to it and I can play right. whatever. So for Game Club, I've been playing Bastion that way. Because nice. it's easy and I can take it. It's not a, it's not a 3DS. It's still got some bulk to it. But yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. gonna haul a console around. See, I finally gave up and started hauling what, a console. What, what do I look? Like? <laughs> what, do, what do I look like, Adam? Yeah, nerd. No, that was the thing. Like, uh, I, my PS4, I had to talk myself out of bringing it on this trip because I'm so addicted to Metal Gear right now. And it was like, you if I bring it, it, I'll get. I'm sorry. You if I bring, it. I don't mean to humble brag. If I bring it, I know I'll get no work done. You know what I mean? Like, I would just sit there and play it. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't so wait good. for three so days good. from now. Oh, man. Wait till you're 62 hours in like me, Gus. It's just, Are you 62 hours 62 in? 62 hours in, yeah. How, how, how much okay. have you been playing, like, every day? Well, I went to the, re- the review event. So I played Monday through Friday all day, every day. And the last three days were 10 a.m. to midnight. Good like, Lord. And, and all I want is more. How long? Uh, I don't know, like, what kind of NDA you have. Uh, have you on weaponized that, the horse poop yet? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. How long did the campaign take you? Like 30 hours. I rolled 30 credit hours? on story, in quotes, 30 hours in, and then there was more threads. You know how Metal Gear yeah. games are. There's more stories to go get and finish or whatever, but the campaign you'd think of of, like, start to finish, here's the story of the game. So I'm, I'm really bummed. Like, I love the Metal Gear universe. I lo- I'm super excited for, uh, for five. I never played Peace Walker. You son of a bitch. And then, like, so then now all of the, all of the buzz around 5 was, oh, you better know Peace Walker. It's like, fuck. Well, what did, what, how did Ground Zeroes leave you? Were you lost I, 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 I was lost. I tried to do some homework before I played Ground Zero, so I yeah. did some reading. Played Ground Zeroes. I think I was okay. And now leading up to the launch of 5, I've been going back and, like, rewatching playthroughs yeah. of Peace Walker. Here's the thing. I'm the guy who's like, you know, say, um, Peace Walker's my favorite game of all time. And I was saying after I played it at the preview event that, this really is Peace Walker 2, whatever, HD. When I say that, and when people are saying, like, if you don't understand Peace Walker, this is more mechanics. I think Ground Zeroes is the one that really was like, here's Chico, and here's Paws, and this is how it all ties. In this one, that's less of a thing. Now it's, though, like, oh, you're folding people out and building out Mother Base and making struts, and, like, that gameplay is Peace Walker. But you can jump in and not understand, have ever done that and get your head around this. Still, I feel like with the, all of those Metal Gear games, all, the, all of the Kojima Metal Gear games, it's yeah. like, you better know that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better know that character that was on screen in one scene two yep. games ago. Yep, yep, yep. yep he's yep. coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, I feel like the, this is de- the Metal Gear that I feel like, and Peace Walker was also that Metal Gear where I was like, this is the one you can play and not know anything. This one, it would help to know Peace Walker, but it isn't the end of the world or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, been, I've also been watching like people doing like a YouTube video it's like I'm going to sum up the Metal Gear universe for you in 15 minutes yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like very quick and, and then there's this and then there's three snakes with their clones but there's this yeah I've, I've tried to look at those synopses because I didn't play the older Metal Gear games and just trying to what? figure out like any like just to get to a starting point is oh my god it's so it's so convoluted there's so much and you have to know all of it because everything matters yeah I feel like Peace Walker would help you. Okay. But, if it, but in terms of, like, just framing. But if you've already gone through Ground Zeroes and you did research for that, you should be fine going forward. Yeah, I definitely wanted to make sure that I was an educated gamer going yeah, into yeah, the yeah. game. Especially, okay. Especially if, like you said, like, campaign takes 30 hours and you keep playing all this yeah, yeah, yeah. other amount of time. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm clearing my schedule, my gaming so schedule good. for a while. So good, Gus. Um, so I'm also... So that's, like, the next big game I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, like, looking towards the fall... You know, I'm really excited about Halo 5, uh, Fallout 4. I mean, there's just like so many. Fallout 4, this dude, is, I can't This wait is going to be such a good holiday. Yeah. We're not going to have any time to do anything. No. I think I need to take some time off of work when Fallout 4 comes off. Yeah. Just be like, I'm going to spend like two weeks. How many people do you think are going to suddenly get very ill? Everyone. Yeah. Everyone will. Oh, speaking of, uh, there's a Cuphead cosplayer walking by over there. <laughs> oh, look at that. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so I played the, the hell out of Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas. I mean, even the older games. When, they, when Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 came out, I played those. I, was, I really love that universe. That's a great universe, yeah. And like, that's the thing of like, you look at Fallout 4 and you're like, it's more of what we all love in terms of this voice acting and now like craft and do all this other shit. You're like, oh my God, we're I was so relieved. Remember right before E3, uh, there was the trailer and it was voiced and everyone got really worried that it was the, the male protagonist and yeah. that's what it is because it's voiced. You can't have you can't have a they voice character. They wouldn't record 500 and, hours of a, two people. Right. Yeah. And then it turns out that, yeah, they yeah, did. Yeah, 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 awesome. I was so relieved because I'm not going to play a dude. No offense. No, I play girls all the time. That's what I play. Yeah. That's what I'd want to play. In this that's, I think Jack does as well. 
I uh, well, I was there at the Bethesda E3 conference. Yeah. And when when they do when they did the part of the presentation where they talked about how the crafting system was modular and how you could get any basically anything in the world could be used to then build whatever you wanted. I just put my head in my hands. It's like my life is over. Yeah. Like, totally. like that is going to be me. Like. I already had a problem picking everything up in yeah. those games. Now it's like now it all matters. Right now it's like no, yeah. I really need this tin can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna build something with it. Yeah. I had the um, moment of that a little bit earlier today. We were having um, I'm talking to the de- one of the developers for XCOM 2, and uh, he was showing us in the like there's this gameplay showing us how you can customize how every single one of your soldiers looks, like what they wear, all that sort of stuff. Take that character creation element of an RPG. It's that level of detail, and that so you can get completely obsessive about it. And then they die on the next mission. Right, <laughs> but you can just, it's hundreds of them or thousands, and yeah, you, then they die, and then just they're gone. That's it. That's crazy because that was always the the last XCOM, right? Was the thing of like, yeah, like I'll name them after all my friends, and then one of them dies, like I right, reload the save. I gotta save Ryan. Yeah. I don't care about this person, but Ryan's gotta live. There were a lot of weird conversations when that game came out. Someone being like, "Yeah, no, you died. What?" Yeah. What? So I, I had a weird thing where when I played the the last XCOM, uh, I named most of my squad after my friends, but then yeah. there was just like one random person who I left. Like I gave, she kept her default name, but she is the character who didn't die. Yeah, of course. It's like all my friends all died, friends but like died. her, like at the end of the game, she was like super soldier. Like you weren't pulling any punches with her. Yeah, she's <laughs> like she she grew up hard, like yeah. on the street. You know, she was like shooting aliens from across the map. I was like, she's the one you sent into battle. She had to learn to live and survive. Yeah, she was she was my red shirt, but uh, she refused she refused to to succumb to death. Impressive. But I love those games. I love XCOM. Excited about XCOM 2. You know, they just delayed it a little bit. Yeah, so but it's going to be coming out in February instead. We asked about that uh, in the demo a little bit earlier, too. It's because it's a, it's a three-month push, but it's basically for polishing. Oh, okay. So, Which I'm fine with. Yeah, that's a good one. Right, I'll take, take it. Take your time. My I birthday's think- in February. Thank you, 2K. Thank you, XCOM 2, for coming out for my birthday. Yeah, well, thank you for just clearing out of holiday because we're already going to die. So that way we'll have like a nice little February present. I love those tactical turn-based combat systems uh, like they use in XCOM, which is why I love uh, Shadowrun so much. That's why I'm playing Dragonfall. Did you play Massive Chalice? I loved Massive Chalice. Massive Chalice Chalice is so good. That was was one of our recent Game Club games. It was one of our recent ones. Uh, Massive Chalice encourages strange behaviors in player. Yeah, like the breeding? Yeah, Yeah, marrying people off. You're like human husbandry. <laughs> yeah, you you two make me some make me some daughters. I like your attributes. Go yeah. together. <laughs> uh, but uh, th- that, one of the things I really liked about Massive Chalice was some of the unusual enemies, like the enemy who will hit you and age your characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, it yeah. really incents you. Yeah, to, they like, use time as like you know both a pro and a con, which is great. Right, but it really encouraged you to like take a mixture of melee and ranged. Uh, characters. That was right. like, oh, you see those, you pull your melee back and try to attack from range, uh, which is really, really fun. Yeah, actually using those strategic elements, right? Which you think should be done in a strategic turn-based game. You'd think so. But I, lo- I love planning out how I'm going to move my people yeah. and setting all that stuff up. It was a fun game. Are you guys excited for Mario Maker? I am. Yeah. I liked it. There was the video of, um, it was a bot created level or like of like of something creating a level okay. automatically that looks ridiculous. Yeah. I have had to explain to a bunch of people what Mario Maker is because no one can figure out why it should be like a thing and I'm like, no, you don't like it's Mario and then you make the levels. And then they're like, cool, I guess no, you don't understand. It's Mario, but 
you can make up the you level. Make it. It's so cool. Yeah. Roll your own Mario. That uh, until I mean I'll be Metal Gear, Metal Gear, Metal Gear, and then that'll come around, and maybe I'll be off the Metal Gear junk by then. To that, switch over. Yeah, that's coming out soon, isn't it? Uh, September 11th. Okay. Or if you talk to Nintendo, 11th of September. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Europe. Well, oh, world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, everybody but us. Yeah, Mario Maker and Yoshi's Woolly World, I think, are the two big Wii U games I'm excited about. Sure. I bought a Wii U simply for Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. Such a good game. Which was an awesome game. I love yeah. it. So uh, and I don't think I've really played it too much since then. I played Splatoon. I love Splatoon. Yeah. That was a, it really took me by surprise. Really awesome game. And I'm excited to... We get reintroduced to my Wii U with uh, Mario Maker and Yoshi's Woolly exactly. World. Exactly, have a reason to turn it on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yay, this game's for it. Yeah. Because at this point, it's just basically a virtual console conduit for yep. me. Yep, yep, yep. It's yep. like, oh, I want to play Super Metroid. Cool. There we are. I love when you turn on the Wii U to go into Wii mode to play your old virtual console games. Like, hmm. Seems interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's another example, too, of this being like a really nice time for indie games. In yeah. addition to PlayStation going really hard with them, Nintendo is trying really hard to get a lot of indie people. Steam. Man, indie games, it, like, developers got it good right now, right? Oh, they have it great right now, Maybe and I'm just, glad like, they just, like, you do. know, the Xbox One needs a little bit of work. Yeah, they're figuring it out. But that's the thing. It feels like, you know, that middle tier of games fell away. THQ fell away, so we were left with AAAs and indies, and AAAs don't come out all that often, whereas an indie can, you know have a thing where they thrive. These teams of 10 putting out games they believe in, getting them to go with. It's great. Yeah. yeah I, 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 what else? So, like, up there where, you know, like I said, Party Hard's on the sixth floor. Yeah. Um, I think their publisher is Tiny Build. And if you go no, to... Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's and if right. you go to the Tiny Build booth where Party Hard is, like, every single game you see around there is like, that's really fun. That's yeah. really fun. I met the Tiny Build guys at E3. We came in. We both had a few. And they came over like, we're huge fans. We're like, oh, it's awesome. And they gave me their card. And the next morning, I'll blurry-eyed. Went, and they're like, let us know if you want any of the games. And I went on their website, and I emailed them like, all of your games look awesome? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a we- it sounds like I'm being like, oh, ha, 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 like chummy, chummy. But it's like, everything you make looks really cool. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with yeah. a tiny build until I went up there and walked through their booth uh, when we were setting up. I was like, every one of these games in here is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone who's here in the audience, go check out that booth. It's up on the sixth floor. You and said everyone who's here in the audience that he waved. Yeah. He's in the audience. And um, He knows where he is. They can also check out the uh, Rich Teeth booth, which is... Ah, right oh, I see where you're going. Wink. Have no. you gone to the Indie Mega booth? I have not gone. I have not been over to the Northside Hall yet. you got to go and you got to see That Dragon Cancer. What? I've that heard Dragon of that Cancer. I hadn't. I don't know how I missed it. But it's a game about your one-year-old son being diagnosed with cancer. That sounds uplifting. It, no, no, it definitely is not, for sure. But it looks awesome and it, like you change perspective of all these different family members in play through it and the way he described it to me which immediately sold me on it right was that it was a narrative like gone home but it's on rails so you're not like moving around exploring but you're in these situations and you're listening to the doctors talk to you and things are changing and you move around and it sounds rad like totally depressing but like as so, you know cancer survivor i immediately connected with it let alone being a gone home narrative fan that way that i want to be see part of it see yeah. this game's a lot and really, really nice art style too yeah. cool so it's would you describe it more as like an interactive yeah novel? it seems like it yeah it was one of those where there was kids already playing it I don't want to be like oh I'm break because like, I was already like get out of here I, kid can I get a demo can I do whatever so I was like that's what it looks like yeah from afar but it looks okay. like yeah you just play it for the story which sounds great 
Yeah, unfortunately, I have not ha- made a chance to get over to the Sky Bridge to the other side yeah, of the yeah, hall. Yeah. I really want to check it out. Yeah, this uh, event is huge. It's like PAX has become a maze. We were, oh, yeah. You were first PAX? No. Okay. I was first PAX. You were first PAX. I was. And it was. it's weird to see it from grow from like that, that one room, the one little tiny... Like this booth is the size of the expo floor. Yeah, like the that Oculus booth the, would not have been. At the Maiden Bower. You know, nothing... Like this whole thing was just this tiny little event of people loving games. And lots of beanbag chairs. And balls. Yeah. Lots balls? of balls. So many blue balls. Um, in fact, that's where I first met Ashley, was at the first PAX. That's the first time I... You're like, never talk to this girl again. Like, what a waste of time. <laughs> Here we are, 11 years later, still talking about PAX. Yeah, it's grown so much, though, that now that it's like there's this expo floor, there's another expo floor that's like through a hallway yeah. or something. There's, and it sprawls out into the hotels. Yeah, this is going like up and floor. down like six levels. Then there's also the, um, the annex across the street where all the Magic the Gathering stuff is set up. It's impressive. It's crazy. It's cool that it, it still proliferates the way it does, right? Like PAX for me, I always described it. You know, I went to Catholic school growing up. And I remember people talked about faith like a cup. Where when you're a little kid, the cup's small, so it's easy to fill your, fi- you know, fill your faith. And then as you get bigger, the cup gets bigger, so like, it's a constantly in flux. Whereas, like, when you're on the internet and everyone's talking crap to you and telling you how you're like, oh, man, people suck and da-da-da. And then you come to PAX and you realize that all the trolls on the internet are the vocal minority. And the silent majority is awesome people who want to talk about games and exist and play and celebrate what they love. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the nice things about that I love about this event is just, like, that vibe is people who just come here to love gaming. Yep. yep it's yep. awesome. In, in all its forms. If it's... Whether it's board games and tabletop or video games or just cosplay, there's all kinds yep. of stuff yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wish when I was younger, like I wish when I was in middle school and high school that there were big events like this totally. that I could have gone totally. to. It would have really helped uh, inspire me. It was isolating, right? Like I was the video game fan in my group of friends. Every, they all liked video games, but nobody loved games. And so yeah. then I remember when the internet finally came around and you'd go on AOL chat rooms and find other people. And it was like amazing to have that connection. I can't imagine... You know, the things we see in our own community of people who meet in our Twitch chat and then share hotel rooms and go to PAX to see each other. It's awesome. I sometimes wonder if uh, if I had had internet when I was very young and started gaming, if I still would. At the time, I grew up in a really rural area. It was like dairy farms, and I didn't really know. Like, there weren't a lot of other people around. Yeah. So I played video games because we had a console. I thought they were really fun. And I didn't know that at the time, at least, that it, a lot of girls didn't do that. Yeah. And by the time I found that, I was way too late. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, I'm gonna impress all the boys in my computer lab by like installing Homeworld. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were. They're like fake gamer girl. Get out of here. No, nah, they were playing StarCraft. They didn't give a shit. <laughs> 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 but I, you know, I just wonder if I discovered that that wasn't a thing that a lot of girls did then. If I would have kept with it, or I would have right. gone and tried to do something else. I was a weird kid. I was you know you always want people to like you but you have no idea how to talk to anybody. It was that was me. Yeah. yeah we know how, we all know that well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, except now there's a spotlight on me and I'm having to talk. But now that's your shtick. Yeah. Oh Gus, he's a little awkward. It's great. Yeah. He says funny things. They put it on t-shirts. He gets mad. I can't get no respect. 
Um, no respect at all. Yeah. So I was talking about that the other day. I said, I wonder if enough time has passed to where I could just be rehashing old Rodney Dangerfield material and nobody would know anymore. There's like one person and everyone's like, shut up, it's Gus's bit. Yeah, and like just claim it. Like go back and take old comedian's bits and just use them now for yeah, a new yeah. audience. Oh, you can totally do that. Like 100%. Just use all, like if it's like 20 years old, you can just pretend that it's all new again. So I can start using can Sam Kinison's yell. All right, great. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah! That's you now. That's Greg Miller. So you guys can make a movie about, what is it? Ladybugs? Was, was yeah, Ladybugs. Lady the movie yeah. the, uh, the soccer, soccer player. Soccer. Yeah. Back to school first. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to Back to School. Great movie. The Triple Lindy. And things are getting made that were 20 years old, so it's like perfect time. Everyone's trying to bring back every 20-year-old franchise. Why not Rodney Dangerfield? Everything old is new again, yeah. Yeah, just recycling it. In the meantime, I just feel old again. One of the other games I want to talk about uh, was actually right over here. It's uh, gigantic. I don't know if you ever had a chance to play it. I haven't been over there. What is it? Tell me about um, it. It's a MOBA-style game. I'm out. No, it's really, it's really good. So, like, I'm, not, I'm normally not a big mobile player. Like, I've tried League. I've tried Dota. They don't really grab me. The one, the one that really introduced me into the genre was Smite because it moves the camera down to, like, third person. Yeah. And you, you, if you play on the PC, it's like WASD controls. It's like, okay, it more, moves more like an FPS. Yeah, it, does, it feels a little bit different. It's just, just the perspective gives it a different feel. So then almost more familiar. Smite was kind of a gateway drug, and now I'm big into Heroes of the Storm. I play Heroes okay. of the Storm constantly um, but uh, so I've, I've had a couple of chances to play uh, Gigantic which is a little different of a spin on a MOBA it's like 5v5 combat and normally you know you're trying to attack each other's guardians or yeah, yeah. bases in that game the guardian moves and oh, actually wait. attacks and fights so okay. you have to kind of be a little more fluid in your gameplay and in your, uh, in your approach all right, cool. It's a, uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's really fun. They're huge too. It's another example. Like you talk about Oculus getting big. Like I think Gigantic was here last year, and they had a big booth then, but it was a lot smaller. And now that's massive. That's really impressive uh, to see the size of that booth. Yeah, I think I saw it PAX East earlier this year. I think we saw it was like its first real presence, and it was just this like nice tiny little corner. Is the like four, maybe eight game playstations, and that was about it. And now it's huge. Yeah, it, they got a castle. It's gigantic. Ah. So, MOBAs are the new MMO, right? That's just, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Seems like it. Well, I, I feel like you're even starting to see the MOBA influence on FPS. It's like Titanfall had the AI-controlled uh, players who you would go in, or the NPCs who you would have to kill. Uh, Halo 5 has Warzone, which has AI-controlled uh, enemies on the map with high-value targets that you have to attack. So I think... Other genres are now trying to pull in elements from MOBAs because that's what's really popular right now. And I really like that. Like with Titanfall, I'm not a great FPS player, but it was like I can help the team by killing the NPCs. That, totally. That was me in Titanfall too. Is I'm not a first-person shooter guy, but Titanfall was so cool that I actually had Alfredo bring me up to speed, get me to mediocre status. And when I was there, I was able to compete, right? Because I was good at certain tasks of taking guy, out grunts or shotgunning regular humans when I ran through the game and stuff. <laughs> Like, yeah, that teamwork element. The first time I played that game, I didn't realize they were all NPCs, and I was like, I'm so gay. (laughs) All these press guys suck. And I was was like, yeah, I'm killing everybody. And then, like, the first time an actual player came along, I was dead. Yeah, of course. I was dead, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I get it. Because humans are better than robots (laughs) and better than AI. For now. 
forever. We will crush them. I'm going to be in front of that. I'm going to stay in front of that. They got those weird ones that look like Metal Gears. You see running through the forest. I'm like, oh, we're done. So, you know, I'm going to go back to Metal Gear because you, you said something. Sorry. So, you know, the, the, they, uh, Kojima just had the launch trailer that came out last yeah. week. And uh, it's kind of a, like a bittersweet like little history of exactly, uh, Metal totally, Gear. Yeah. Then at the end, they show some uh, Metal Gear 5 where I, I don't know exactly what's happening, but there's a giant Metal Gear. And, yeah. uh, you're running away from it. And I swear that whatever that was, whatever that Metal Gear was, has like a robot penis. <laughs> it's not like a Gatling gun or a rail gun right in its crotch. Yeah. And I immediately couldn't not pay attention to the rest of that trailer because I like just frame, I was frame just like, frame on this look, crotch. what is that? It's a rail gun for a robot penis. That's really weird. Hey, Gus, you want to get railed? Ah. There you go. I saw the open net. She took her shot. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> but it was it was a cool it was a cool launch trailer. Yeah. No, that was a great trailer. Totally. It's funny how. He's, he doesn't talk, can't talk probably about what's happening with Konami and if he's going to stay or whatever. But like, there's like these coded messages. Like, here's my, tra- my, my trailer. And it's totally like saying goodbye to everything and like this walk through. And you're like, oh my God, like this is so painful to be a part of. Yeah, Do you have interest in ever playing another Metal Gear game after this? I mean, yeah, but I mean, but it's going to be like, it's, they're totally in a, a great example of this not on this scale, right, is uh, Batman Arkham Origins, where as soon as they're like, we're putting out Batman Arkham Origins, oh, Rocksteady's doing, no, no, they're doing another game, this is from WB Montreal, and immediately everybody's like, it's gonna suck. And then it came out, it was a really good Batman game, but everybody's like, it sucked, it wasn't nearly as good as what Rocksteady, you could make the best Metal Gear, and everybody's gonna be like, well, it's not Kojima, so it's, yeah. you know what I mean, like, you're pushing a boulder uphill, and, like, you're gonna get crushed by it eventually. Yeah, I mean, you know, and other developers have, like, with um, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, sure. was, you know, so Twin there have been nice, right? other, yeah, they, there have been games that have been made by other people, but yeah. it's like with him just fully stepping off of this, it's not yeah. like, oh, the, the occasional spin-off, it's like any game that comes out after this is It won't is be not that. Not to mention, is Konami even gonna do that? They right. seem like they're totally, all right, we're going to focus on our p- pachinko machines and our, our core business that makes us a lot of money outside of AAA console games. And, you know, from a business standpoint, I get it. Oh, totally. You, do, you don't want to be like, we're putting, we're putting years and years of effort and investment into this, and it's doing fine. It does great. People like it and everything. But those pachinko machines over there, Immediate, you're they are making us a ton of money with no work whatsoever. Why wouldn't we you, do that? You think yeah. maybe that they'll spin the business off, kind of how Sony Online got a spun off in a daybreak? Yeah, yeah. It could be something similar where Konami just takes that, and this is pure speculation, takes that AAA title business and spins it off to another company. It, I think if they tried to do that, you would see those titles flounder, and then I bet they'd sell the IPs. And then it would get really interesting. Because yeah. if you're selling Metal Gear... Who's buying it, and then are they bringing Kojima back, or is Kojima himself trying to buy it? You know what I mean? Because can you imagine if they're like, we're going to sell Metal Gear, and Kojima goes on Kickstarter, and he's like, hey, I need, they say two million, I need two, or whatever, it'd be more than that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But in the meantime, though, like, they're using those licenses anyway, just for, like, slot machines, right? Isn't there, isn't a Silent Hill slot machine yeah, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that? I mean, kind of depressing. Or kind of spooky. You know, it's depressing. I have no idea where you were going with that. Silent Hill. It's scary. It's spooky. Yes, he's, he's reaching. Help me out here. He's I'm flying. awkward. Man, I can't get no respect. <laughs> no respect. <laughs> he laughed this time. It worked. <laughs> it's working. Gus is now the no respect man. <laughs> um, and I, I think we talked about this before on the patch, but you know, you talked about slot machines. There's a big concern, like in Vegas and in the gambling community, that young people don't 
get attracted to slot machines as easily as the previous generations did because younger people are used to playing video games or having a more interactive experience. Yeah. So a lot of companies that make these machines are trying to figure out how to tap into a younger market. And I speculated, like, wouldn't it be cool if there was like almost like PvP slot machines? Like 5v5 MOBA style, where it's like you sit down, and another <laughs> group of people sit down, and like there's, the, there's a mechanic within the game to directly compete against the people in front of you. So I'm just picturing like a bunch of people sitting down in slot machines and having a slot off. Yeah, they're just like stone cold looking each other in the eye while they pull the lever. And then whoever wins, whoever gets the jackpot wins the match. Yeah. <laughs> whoever spins the most wins the most. Yay. Ah. But Bernie ah. speculated that his, he thought that Vegas would probably just start making big esports arenas. Like, they already have giant sports books, which could fill it, yeah. fit the bill already. You yeah. can just put a PC in there, have all your screens everywhere, and just go in and have, like, actual esports events there. That could be cool. That's so. taking off. There's a cool and battling brew in outside of Georgia that we went to at Momocon, or outside of Atlanta, I guess. And it was similar, where they had esports on the TVs, and then people were playing each other in these, like, roundabout things while drinking and eating and having, like, you know, a fun time. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, I think we're out of time oh. for the patch. So we've got a couple of other things coming up. We're going to have a, a mini a mini on the spot over here and then come back with some true ridiculousness. So, uh, Barbara, are you guys ready to go? No, wait, hold on. Maybe it's going over there. Barbara? No, wait, keep going. Is it this? Is it this? Can or we is just it yell this? at Barbara the whole time? Keep you going. Oh, this Barbara. is keep going. We can keep going. She right. said it was your fault. i got to yell at you now. It's you. It's your fault. <laughs> Sorry, no, Barb. This means we get to keep talking, which is so, nice. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, when you look at, like, eSports, like, uh, when, uh, when IGN was doing competitive eSports games with IPL, they, uh, they had all the IPL events in Vegas, like at yeah. the Cosmopolitan. So, I mean, I think we've started to see the people flirting, organizations flirting with that thought. And I think we're going to start to see a lot more of that. Exactly, well, yeah. I, and, I mean, it's now it's getting mainstream, right? It's on ESPN. It's these different things. It's not something nobody knows about anymore. I think it helps, too, when you can say things like, yeah, the, the Invitational, was it, no, the International, uh, had a bigger prize pool than Wimbledon, right. than the Masters. Like, right. this is a this huge thing. And that prize is crowdfunded. The fans made that prize pool. Right, which, which shows, like, that means that they're re literally, they are invested in this being a success. Like, yeah. they have put their money there to be like, we believe in this. I mean, that's, that's what we talk about, you know, when I think you, we look around now and we look back at what's going to be the story of the last few years, it's been the idea that we as consumers now understand how sausage gets made and you back it, whether it's Kickstarter, whether it's Patreon, whether it's eSports. Like, you are putting your own money on the line now in these different ways, of like, or whether it's Rooster Teeth, right? Of like, we believe in what you do, so we'll do that. And like, if the overwhelming majority doesn't know who Rooster Teeth is, kind of funny, what this is, it doesn't matter. They'll, I'll pay you because I love you as a content creator. Right. Yeah. And that, that direct line of support is really helpful. It's really beneficial because you don't have to worry about you know, spreading as wide of a net as possible. Exactly, exactly. You can just target the people you can, that you know. Yeah, you can be specific now. You can right. talk to certain people. There are billions of people in the world. I mean, that's when we started Rooster Teeth. That's what we always say. It's like, if we make something we find funny, there have got to be enough people like us in the exactly. world who also think it's funny. And we just have to carve out that section of people. Yeah. It, it's interesting, too, seeing that that's a, it's something that traditional media seems to have a difficult time understanding, where you take, like, a TV show or something, and you're trying to appeal to as many people as possible. Yep. Because they feel like they have to, whereas on the internet, you can make the most niche thing 
And there, because it's a global audience, you can find enough of an audience to get that support. Exactly. And they might be the only ones who know what it is, but they love it. It's yep. for them. It's their place. Yeah, and it's it, and that's really evidence. Like when you come to an event like PAX, when you see people who are dressed up like in really elaborate cosplays, and you think, I, I don't no know idea. what that is. No idea right. what that is. That person is really passionate about it, and they love it. Like, yeah. I if I don't know what they are, I assume they're either it's a it's a League of Legends character <laughs> or it's a Dota character. Character. That's just that's just For my, my basic like, assumption. Here's some kind of anime that I don't know. Oh yeah, there's that too. Yeah, yeah but it, it's, it's so niche. But it's cool. There's uh, and it's amazing the amount of effort that some people put into cosplay uh, out here. And then I can't imagine like it's so crowded walking around the the show floor. Walking around imagine. the giant sword. Or like, or like a hammer that's yeah, bigger yeah. than you are. Yeah. Uh, some When I was on my way down here for this uh, bit right now, someone stopped me and they're like, oh, can I take a picture with you? And she was dressed up again. I think I think it was the Battle Cry character. And uh, I was like, yeah, sure. She's like, here, can you hold my sword? I was like, all right. <laughs> but she's getting the camera out to take a picture. I was like, this is all really cool. All right. I, now I got the this instead of the this, which I think means we're ready for on the spot. Are we ready for on the spot, Blaine? All right. Don't screw it up, Barbara. Barbara. No pressure.